Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports, the Sorcerer Edition! Uh, not the Wizard, sadly, the Sorcerer Edition. I'm Claire, I'm a, I'm a sorcerer. I've got two sorcerers with me, it's Brad and Tammy. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm actually a What is the dimension. difference between a sorcerer and a wizard, by the way? I mean, obviously, we know that Father in Beauty and the Beast was a wizard. <laughs> no. 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 Absolutely not. Yep. Yep. No. yep. What's the yeah. difference between a, a, a sorcerer and a final dimension? Why <laughs> is this called also the final dimension? I, I mean, it's a great is question. Is there any dimension in this film? I don't know. Let alone a final one? Yeah. Uh, like, what, the sorcerer makes sense, but the final dimension? Like, uh, I don't get it. I don't no. get it. Also, no, why was either. why was Queen missing from this movie? Yeah. Why are we talking about sorcerers anyway, guys? What are we covering? Oh gosh. Okay. So yeah, this this week we are covering Highlander three, which uh, the movie, the movie, either the sorcerer or the final dimension or whatever. I don't. I feel like you could just make up your own ending, <laughs> your own title to this movie. <laughs> they couldn't decide, so we get to decide for ourselves what it's called. The final sorcerer. Yeah. Um. I mean, too bad Highlander 2 took the quickening, because that is a great title for oh, yeah. Highlander. Yeah. It's just such a shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. uh, so let's go ahead and do a 60-second summary. Oh, no! <laughs> I genuinely forgot! Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, I don't know how oh, any of us are going to do this, but... All right. All of our names are in a device. Alexa, open 60-second summary. Okay, let me pick. Flame. <gasps> oh my gosh! Glorious. <laughs> I can't do it, that guys. Me, I, I hope you heard the shock in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, how do I even do this? Uh, well, Claire, here's how, here's how you do this. Um, Take mm-hmm. a moment, collect <laughs> your you. thoughts, think about what happened in this movie. Uh, what were people doing? What were they wearing? Um, you know, uh, whatever you need to discuss this detail in as much detail as possible without going over one minute or ridiculously under because then you would be an actress forced to have a sex scene with Christopher oh, Lambert in 1994. Oh, I've got trivia about that. <laughs> okay, alright, I'm ready, I'm ready. Alright, right. well, you'll be going in... One dimension, two dimensions, <laughs> three dimensions, final dimension, go. Okay, it's the movie. There's a sorcerer. He's running around at the start and he like trains like Connor because we're back with Connor, Christopher Lambert's and his forehead are running all over this movie. White sneakers are back though. Yay. Um, <laughs> and he's like doing sorcerer stuff and making a sword and apparently he teaches Connor how to make swords. Then he's killed by Mary. Mario Van Peebles, who's fabulous and I love him, and then he's like frozen, and then in the modern day, Connor's now got a little child called John, and then the movie turns into Terminator 2, and uh, Mario Van Peebles is now a sorcerer as well. He can turn to a bird and his legs can run around on their own, like onward, the uh, the movie. Um, and in the end, he dies, and that's it. The end. 58 seconds. Ah, it was hard. You could have spent a whole minute just talking about the car scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even mention that. 
Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry, you talked about John's headshot. I mean... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. It was Love insane. It. Yeah. Love Guys, it. it was insane. You know what made this movie better than the second? Is how hilarious this one was. Yes. Yeah. Like, at Mostly, least this I was think, I don't entertaining. Know, I don't think it was meant to be, but I don't know. No, I don't like, care. Maybe. I don't care. That's even better. That's even better yeah. that it's not meant to be. Yeah. Um, whereas the second one, I felt like, was just drag. I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah. the end, asking what planet, obviously mm. amazing. And that's that what saved the movie just as being something that, that it should exist, because that ending was brilliant. But that's the only part. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Claire, Hello. you have some fun facts for us? Please give me the a- sexy fun facts. <laughs> well, it's not that sexy, but here's a fun fact about the sex scene. Deborah Cara Unger did her love scenes with Christopher Lambert herself, declining to use a body double. Whoa! Oh. Disgusting. Ooh. She wanted that Lambert. Because <laughs> he was Lambert in that scene, see? Well, or maybe she yeah, was like, I, I, you know what? I look good. I don't trust... <laughs> Maybe. (laughs) I don't trust who you're going to get as a body double. It's going to make me look bad. Yeah. Here's a fun scene. A fun scene? A a fun fact. During filming in Montreal, two local punk rockers with mohawk hairdos were hired as extras for a scene in which they attempted to rob the newly awakened Kane in a dark alley. The two were paid a nominal fee and thanked for their services before shooting. The scene was cut after they were seen taking drugs on the set and overheard (laughs) plotting to kidnap Mario Van Peebles by driving away in the makeup RV with him in it. Oh my god. What? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, they going to kidnap Mario Van Peebles, because... I mean... Yep. That's a terrible plan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, apparently, the original script for the film was radically different. Um, uh, there was an immortal friend of McLeod in the script named Kavanaugh, who had similar aspects like Ramirez. The main villain in the script was named Kilvera or Kilvera. The script started depicting what happened with Connor after he buried Heather, as well as a scene that revealed that he kills Jack the Ripper, who was an immortal as well. Oh, really? Mm. There you go. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't... Uh, different, yes. Better? Don't yeah. know. Mm. Don't know about that. Director Andy Morahan had directed several music videos for the band Guns N' Roses, and including the song that was used in Terminator 2, Brad. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and, uh, wanted them to do a soundtrack to this film similar to how Queen did the music in the original film. According to Morahan, they were excited about the idea, but it fell through when Axl Rose refused to do it if Mario Van Peebles remained in the film. The reason for Axl's dislike of Peebles has never been explained, so I think he <laughs> hired those two Mohawk guys to kidnap him. <laughs> wow. Um, That's really weird. This, that is some um, weird beef. Seriously. This film marks the first use of Bonnie Portmore in the Highlander films, which is the the Raina McKennett song at the end. So it will be used oh. in later films, unfortunately. Oh. Um, so there's that. Um, they talk about in the spoilers how it's very similar to <laughs> Terminator 2, which is great. I love that. Um, and that's it. Can't see anything else. Well, let me let me. Uh, oh, go ahead. To make the Terminator illusion even worse, the German version has the same dugging, dubbing actor for Arnold Schwarzenegger dubbing Christopher Lambert. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, 
so some of the stuff ju- I'm just pulling from Wikipedia uh, was that the sex scenes that we got is we got to watch them, but it's actually because we watched the special director's cut apparently because <gasps> oh, yeah. the original theatrical release did not have the two sex scenes uh, in there. On top Bullshit. of this, additional violence was reinstated in the director's cut, mainly the shot of Kane's head rolling off. Oh, the PG-13 <laughs> theatrical cut originally only showed Kane's head wobbling from side to side, then cutting immediately to the extreme close-up on Connor saying there can be only one. The bit where his head wobbles from side to side was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. So we would I have got it. that one either way, but then we got the additional Good. of his head coming off. Um, which I will say that is that's fun because we don't get that obviously in the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so I I liked all the choppy choppy of the heads in the movie. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's also uh, I'm trying to see. It says there were some enhanced visual effect shots that are present in the American version, including Kane's arrival in New York via a teleportation portal instead of stepping off of a freighter what? in the international versions. What? As well, where did you get that from? I don't know. It says via teleportation. I don't remember him sh- coming in via teleportation one, so maybe we got the... Because we did yeah, get... A- yes. I- yeah, anyway. We'll talk about it when we get there, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, as we well have the German as- version, I think. <laughs> as well as during the final quickening sequence where several additional shots of Connor levitating are seen. God, we got all the fucking levitating scenes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Complete with new <laughs> effects work. Uh, also, the American Final Dimensions cut includes alternate musical tracks and cues, including the song God Took a Picture during the ending credits instead of Lorena McKennett's uh, Bonnie Portmore and rock mm-hmm. instrumental version of Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood during the final battle scene between McLeod and Kane. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, so I don't think we got some of this stuff. So anyway, no. I, who knows what the fuck? I mean, look, <laughs> I'm surprised a version of this movie still exists anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> who is watching this movie besides us? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so those are things. There's some some box office what would, things. What are Highlander fans called? Because I was just thinking, I was going to say like Highlander fans watch it. Would they be high heads? <laughs> oh my god! Mm. Yikes. <laughs> Um, some box office stuff. There's like uh, the there. It says in the UK, the box office uh, was a disappointing gross of 1.3 million. Its opening weekend, the film debuted wow. at number two in the US box office, grossing 5.6 million. The following week, it dropped to seventh place, <laughs> taking 2.9. <laughs> Um, and then the, there's some critical response. Stephen Holden of the New York Times remarked, how could an action-adventure film that cost $34 million, FYI, that's how much it cost this movie, most of which clearly went into pyrotechnics, computerized special effects, and scenic locations, all right, Sam, calm down, uh, end up <laughs> looking cheap, silly, and lifeless. <laughs> An incoherent mess, um, and it has performances that are one-dimensional, even for the uh, undemanding uh, standards of the genre. Uh, The BBC also said they only scored it a two out of five. This is a far superior film to Highlander 2, but it really is a copy of the first one. Uh, Christopher Null of FilmCritic.com said, uh, also gave Highlander 3 two stars out of five, saying, the third in a line of increasingly perplexing Highlander movies. 
Yes. <laughs> um, and they, they, all those reviews, by the way, go on. I'm just picking up like the first thing they said because I think it's funny. All right. So anyway, Brad, what happened the day this episode aired? Or not episode. Sorry, this movie came out. What was going yeah. on? Well, um, interesting question. So <laughs> here's the thing. So we're, we're, we're doing this episode where we are because this is where I read It Falls in during the series. Um, mm. I don't remember where that is, but I we definitely found that information before we, you know, started yeah. recording this podcast. Um, as far as when it was actually released, though, and I guess it makes sense because it, it does take place in November, so I, okay, fine. I guess we're chronologically in the, like, immortal timeline of Highlander shit. I guess this is where it falls. Fine. Um, it was released... On November 30th, 1994, in the Philippines, which oh. is still a couple of weeks um, after where we are in the series currently. But then it was released in the UK on December 9th. So we would have Merry went Christmas. through episode 9 and 10 right. by the time it was released in the UK. Okay. But in the US, it was released on January 27th. <laughs> so <laughs> At least it still would have been only episode 9 and 10, even okay. in the US. All right. All right. So it's not yeah. it's far off, but still... It's like we're we're in a new calendar year, so yeah. like wild. They like oh we don't want Hi- we don't want Highlander out for Christmas. I mean come on guys, come on. Um, Weird. But I'm gonna go with January 27th because most of my stuff here is U.S. So hmm. that's what we're gonna talk about. January 27th, 1995. What a time! What a time! Time to be alive. It is. It's Holocaust Memorial Day. Okay, cool. Um, it's also Catholic Schools Week. Cool. What does that mean? I don't know. It's mm-hmm. Catholic Schools Week. It's a week where we celebrate Catholic schools. Catholics, Weird. you know, like the Catholics that were Nazis. They don't need any um, more celebrating. No, don't. Also, also, there shouldn't be religious schools. Um, so, yeah. um, also, it is... Um, you know, a lot of Holocaust, Genocide, Memorial Day situations. Uh, mostly that's what it is. So we don't need to list all of those because that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, um, for real. Yeah. Also, on this day, um, Australian women's tennis, Mary Pierce beats A.S. Vicario, 63 to 62. Can you believe it? (laughs) I cannot. I don't believe it, Brad. Well, it happened. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> just deal with, deal with it. it. Just deal with it. No, all right, all right, all right. Um, hey, top songs in the US and the UK. Oh, God. Yes. In the US, it's TLC Creep. Ooh, Got it. Nice. In the UK, it's Rednecks with an X. Cotton Eye Joe. Wait. Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, my God. Of course, that's going to be the UK. <laughs> wow. I forgot that was number one once a time. Wow. I'm so ashamed of my country's taste in music in these years brad <laughs> i mean thank you for bringing me the shame i mean your your it taste is mostly fake but this is i this is just a, a weird joke <laughs> i don't even know what we're talking about <laughs> here it's cotton we're talking about cotton eye joe yeah i know <laughs> i know we're talking about cotton eye joe in 1994 cool or 1995 sorry if it hadn't been for cotton eye joe i'd have been married a long time ago <laughs> Brad. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. That's the uh, song. Cover of Time magazine. Is Rush Limbaugh good for America? No. No. The answer is what? absolutely not. I'm not in America and I know that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, Very, bad. Very bad. I, Very I bad. I wonder what the answer was for them when they wrote this article. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, great right question. Now. Great question. Uh, so let's see. What was at the box office this week? Um, well, we this know what number two number was. Uh, but what was number <laughs> one? What was what was like so good that it was like I gotta see this before I see Highlander, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, Sorcerer really. slash the Final Dimension. Um, yeah. number one, Legends of the Fall. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. Well, that is a boring film. What about number three, Dumb and Dumber? <gasps> oh no. Uh, what wow. about four? Nobody's Fool. What's I don't that? know what that is. That, that sounds vaguely familiar. We're really coming um, upon a time of movies, guys. Yeah, like we left like the, a golden period of movies, and now we're talking about. Oh, this is not oh, what I thought it was. Sense. This is uh, Paul Newman is uh, is an expert at avoiding adult responsibilities. At 60, he divides all his time between a local bar and the occasional construction job. When his estranged son Peter, Dylan Walsh, arrives in town, bringing with him a son of his own and a sob story about his failed marriage, Sully finds himself assuming the roles of both father and grandfather. After a life of unchecked self-indulgence, he wonders if he's up to the task. Ugh, what the fuck? This sounds terrible. Oh no, it's great. Paul Newman, Jessica Tandy, Melanie Griffin, Sounds like a real snooze of a movie. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Uh, so then we get number five, Higher Learning. I don't know what that is either. Oh, you know Higher yeah. Learning. Um, I have the heard of 1995 this. crime drama. Yeah. With oh, no. Omar Epps, Michael Rappaport, Ice Cube, Tyra Banks, Jennifer Connelly, yeah. Chrissy nope. Swanson. Nope. Um, in John Singleton's powerful portrait of college life in the 90s, a group of incoming freshmen at Columbus University, including varsity athlete Malik Williams, Omar Epps, out awkward outcast Remy and wide-eyed Kristen struggle to find themselves and adjust to newfound independence. Ugh. When mm. Remy finds acceptance among a group of neo-Nazis, what? <laughs> tensions yeah, that's rise a good even higher on campus, yeah. already divided along racial, socioeconomic, and gender lines. Yeeks! Yeah. yeah. No. That's why I remember that movie. <laughs> oh, was not ready for that. Because I want to say it was like Michael Rappaport was like super Super racist. <laughs> oh, yeah, makes sense. That, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So, uh, what about number six? Murder in the first. Oh, I know that film. That's uh, Kevin Bacon's on death row, and Christian Slater has to defend him. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I and want. And I think, I think Chris, I think Kevin Bacon gets like tortured while he's in oh prison God. by I want to say Gary Oldman. Yeah. Uh. Whoa. Henry, a small-time criminal sent to Alcatraz, is caught attempting to escape, and as punishment, he's put in solitary confinement. Instead of staying the maximum 19 days, he is kept alone in the cold and complete darkness for over ye- sorry four years. Oh my yeah. God. Only to emerge a madman and a murderer. It's a rookie lawyer who proves Alcatraz is to blame and that Henry should not be executed. Yikes! Yeah. That sounds good. That, that sounds good. I like that. I, I like remember that. it being pretty good. Yeah, it sounds I good. I remember it being like, ooh, like a hard watch. Uh, number seven, House Guest. Nope. Uh, go ahead. I think I know this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, Sinbad. Yes, yes it is. Uh, yes. Sinbad is staying with Phil Hartman. Yes. Yes, yes. I totally remember <laughs> oh, this movie. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. I remember that one now. That's a good. I mean, remember when Sinbad was like in everything and everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Like Sin- Sinbad was basically the Rock. Yes. 
Like, it's wild. Now The Rock is, yeah, The Rock yeah, is yeah. having the film career of Sinbad in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> which is wild on both accounts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a goodie. I love that movie. <laughs> I mean, future documentary. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and number eight, Little Women. Fine. Oh, the one with Renona Ryder, I'm guessing, and Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one from 95. Um, <laughs> we one. really love to just keep doing that movie. Yeah, seriously. People love Little Women. Um, then we've got Disclosure. Okay. Oh, Demi Moore and Michael Douglas? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Oh. It's yeah, okay. Um, number 11, new movie this week. Um, the only other, th- This new movie numbered 11 as opposed to Highlander number 2 with a new movie. Um, second new movie on the list, Before Sunrise. Oh, I like that movie. Uh, number 11. That's wild. Wow. Uh, 12's to hold in there, Pulp Fiction. Uh, 13, The Jungle Book. Wow. Guess there was a 90s oh, version of The Jungle Book. That might be the one with, oh, what was his name? Jason Scott. It's a live action one. Yeah. Not very good. Um, yeah. Jason Scott Lee. It's Sam Neill. That's it. Yeah. Wow. John Cleese. What? What are we talking about here? This is wild. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, 14, Nell. Uh, 15, Whoa. Far From Home, The Adventures oh, of Yellow Dog. Nell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 16. You don't want to tay in the wind? <laughs> <laughs> 16, <laughs> Death and the Maiden. 17, Immortal Beloved. 18, <laughs> The Lion King. 19, Richie Rich. 20, yeah. IQ. 21, Bad Company. 22, The Madness of King George. 23, Junior. 24, Street Fighter. Wow. And a lot more. Just a lot more. Oh, Star Trek Generations is in here. That's a good one. Anything else jumps out? Um, You know, a lot of these have been around for a while. Whatever. We'll get there. Well, yeah, because this is... Because when did you say this is... This is in January or something? Yeah, this is January. Yeah, so a lot of the, the lower... Yeah. The films from that are lower on the list were, like, Christmas movies. Mm. So, yeah. um, wow. A lot of Oscar bait movies in January and Highland 3. Oh, sorry. Yeah. One other new one other new movie, uh, Miami Rhapsody. Oh. I don't think It's coming that. in at 42. So, wow. uh, that is Jessica... Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh. Antonio Banderas, Mia Farrow, Kevin Pollock, Gil Bellows. Even though Gwen Marcus is engaged to her boyfriend, she is still afraid of commitment. While she admires her parents' loving relationship, she discovers that her family has not always been faithful in marriage, making it even harder than ever to settle down. As her mother, Mia Farrow, pressures her to get married and plenty of attractive men appear in her life, Gwen learns that she must balance her career, relationships, and marriage to be truly happy. <laughs> the most generic movie ever. Yeah, it sounds super boring. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. What a time. Yeah. <laughs> I like how excited Brad and I were about Sinbad, though. <laughs> yeah, no, Sinbad. <laughs> Never I, seen a Sinbad film. What the? I, I saw Sinbad uh, uh, do comedy live. I know. What? Yeah. And that was amazing. Insane, yeah. yeah, and there was a, there was a woman um, that like like freaked out. This was like my my senior year of high school, and there was this woman in the audience. 
um, that was like flipping out and like interrupting the show um, to just like yell, Seba, 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 <laughs> Seba, why don't you take, why don't you, why don't you take off them jogging pants and do some Tai Bo? <laughs> and she said it like five times. He eventually had to like, all right, all right, all right, thank you. We're not doing, <laughs> I don't know what you want, but stop. Because <laughs> uh, this was when Sinbad was uh, doing the Tai Bo commercials. God, I remember Typo was a thing. Yeah. I'm trying to see. Like, he's not... I mean, he did stuff, I guess, in 2018, 2019. He says about the 90s money. He doesn't have to do anything. Oh, yeah. No, no. It says in uh, November 2020, his family announced to the press that Simba is recovering from a recent stroke. Uh, And then that's kind of it. That's the last. So, yeah. I mean, he definitely doesn't have to do anything at all. (laughs) But I just was wondering, like, oh, is he doing anything (laughs) in the world? (laughs) Just don't ever get canceled, Sinbad. I can't take it. My heart can't take it. <laughs> My little <laughs> 90s heart can't take it. <laughs> yeah, no. seriously. Um, all right. Well, that was quite a list, Brad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for taking us back to 95. <laughs> oh, oh, there is. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I do want to. Um, if we if you if you were going to stay home and not watch any of these wonderful movies, um, there were some things on TV. Oh, okay, um, cool. on good, CBS, good, good. you could have watched um, a special uh, the best of country 1994. Fuck <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> then um, you could have made or you could have watched NBC. You could have watched the uh, World Professional Figure Skating that was on. I probably um, was watching that. <laughs> there was well, R R. Were you watching an episode of the X Files called no. The Hand of Elites? Ah, oh. The Hand of No, I was not. Uh, Definitely not. Lady. I mean, there was also like you know TGIF, Family Matters, Boy Meets World, Step by Step, Hanging with Mr. Cooper in 2020. So. Yeah, no, if uh, if there was any kind of, like, ice skating on, I don't know. I mean, I did enjoy ice skating, but I think my grandfather really thought, like, I was super into it. Because if he was even flipping channels and, like, saw ice skating, he would call me. First of all, I would answer the phone and he would let me know it's his grandfather. Uh, it's, it's my grandfather. Like, hey, this <laughs> is... Alex, your grandfather. It's like, yeah, I, I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, he also had a very thick accent. There was no way it could be anyone else. Um, and then he would tell me, hey, turn to this channel because there's ice skating. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And uh, so, yeah, so ice skating, probably either watching it or being told it was on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you mean, you mean when your options were Die uh, Handivarnitz, uh, Best of Country 1994, or a rerun of Step by Step, you're going to choose the <laughs> World Professional Ice Skating? Yep. Or sorry, yes. Figure Skating? Yeah, Figure Skating. Oh. And I probably would make that same choice now. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seeing athletes that create art versus any of the other shit you just mentioned. Yes, absolutely. I I, I might have to like take a peek at like what was happening on the best of country 94 just as like a shock. God. Because like, oof. Well, and for for some reason, originally I I heard that. I mean, I know it's clearly like probably country music, but my my thought was what was the best of our country oh, <laughs> like in 94 God. and I was like oh, oh no, no what is that <laughs> oh no. no I remember talking about like like the the 90s rerun you know like <laughs> seeing like all of the what oh, that, happened yeah, in, that, like yeah things happened in the 80s yeah the things that happened in the 80s and like just being super depressed after watching it yeah because um, I decided to watch it 
within the past six months, and I was like, why did I do that to myself? <laughs> Real depressing. Real depressing, guys. Also, yeah. sometimes it's good to look back because you can predict what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Nothing fucking changes. Uh -huh. Nothing fucking Wait, changes. What do, you, what do you mean, Um, Tammy, in 1994, uh, U.S. <laughs> President Bill Clinton delivered his first State of the Union address calling for, for health care reform, a ban of assault weapons, and welfare reform. Shut the fuck up. God, I just <laughs> fucking hate this place. Uh, God. Uh, <laughs> how am I supposed to talk about Highlander now? I'm so depressed. <laughs> hey, um, 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 also, uh, Richard Nixon died. Oh, right. God. Also, Kurt Cobain died. That's so sad. Yeah. I, so. Uh, yeah. Hey, what about that OJ chase? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. That was entertaining, at least. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was wild. <laughs> the fact that, like, so many people watch that chase is also still, like, to this day, crazy to me. I'm like... I mean, I was watching it. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, <laughs> who were you that was alive not watching that, Claire? No, I'm just like... <laughs> not me. Wow. Yeah. Also, the Whitewater scandal investigation began. God damn. 94! Eek. What a time. Um, all right. Well, you know what else happened in 94? This movie. Mm. <laughs> well, 94 and 95, apparently, this movie. It's still happening in our hearts. It's still happening in so our hearts. So while this movie is happening, just just know that Duncan is somewhere having a romantic dinner <laughs> with Anne. <laughs> oh. That's why he couldn't help out. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know why we act like he doesn't exist and neither do any other immortals. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously... Because at the end of Highlander 1, like, he won the game. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like the papering over uh, that they go through... Like, I mean, obviously, you ignore Highlander 2. That's fine. Yeah, I get yeah that. that's fine. I get it. Um, But, like, even the IMDB description says, Deceived that he had won the prize, Connor McCloud awakens from a peaceful life when an entombed immortal comes seeking the Highlander. Deceived that he had won the prize. Like, we're just gonna pretend like, like and in the movie, animated ghosts appeared. Yeah, and in the and in this movie, um, like, when Kane, like, appears, he's like, you thought you were the last one. Like, well, you, how, why do you think that? Yeah. You yeah. Doesn't say you speak that. English, sir. You guys, you guys could, like, you could address this less and it would make more sense. Yeah, it's real, like, yeah, that part specifically, I was like, that, that makes no sense. Like, again, we've watched two full seasons, and, and as a podcast, we've gone through episode eight, and watching this in the US, you would have went through ten episodes already of season three. And there's loads of immortals. Yeah, and there's so and there's many gonna immortals. there's going to be loads more movies, so even in the movie continuity, I'm assuming there's loads more immortals. Uh, yeah, immortals. so it's like, I don't understand. Understand. Now, the other two movies, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's loads more of Immortals, but the other two movies, I believe, are after the series ends, right, yeah, Brad? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So I, I just think that the easy solution, and I think in the long run, I think this is pretty much kind of how they get away with it, is that, like, like you just say, oh, yeah, um, yeah, Kurgan was a very powerful Immortal, and yeah, so, yeah, getting his quickening was crazy, because he was, he had killed yeah. probably the most Immortals, so yeah, it was, it was a crazy quickening, and yeah, I thought that I was the last one then luckily i found out that there's still a grip of other immortals so it's still going on like that makes perfect sense that's fine mm. but like the 
they're like trying to have it both ways here. Yeah. And also yeah. like in watching the show, we've seen multiple people become immortals in the yeah. current times. So it's not like everyone's an old timey immortal. It's like, no, there are new immortals like popping up left and right. So like, yeah. how can you ever think you're the last one? I mean, I get the concept of there can be only one, but I feel like you would have to kill even the people who may become immortal yeah, and before also, that like, happens. It's, I mean, I I grant that, that you know, there is separation, you know, with your sure. TVs and movies, but there are, there are people that are attached that are aware and give a fuck. <laughs> like, mm. so Namely I, us. No. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Like like Bill Panzer is like, I mean, like he's he. I mean, obviously, you know, he's produced, and obviously, he's just taking checks. Like, but I still feel like he could be like, hey, could we just like, you know, at least leave this open because of the TV show? And we did have Connor in that one episode, and they talk about him all the time. Like, could we just not like make these so disparate? Yeah, and I, I wish there was something. in the DVD extras that had addressed it, like having Bill Panzer address the movies just because they were mm. coming out when the show was on, because I think that would have been interesting to just hear what his take was yeah. as a showrunner, like mm-hmm. as creating the show while these movies are going on. Yeah, um, I, I think there's a more of a chance that we get some like backward compatibility. Like in a couple episodes, Duncan's like, oh yeah, I found out that uh, uh, Connor's still alive and he thought uh, he was the last one. Weird. What, what, a, what a dope. <laughs> Apparently adopted a kid. Huh, who knew? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Also, when did Connor adopt uh, this child? Uh, Connor, like, I, okay, we'll, 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 uh, yeah. we'll talk. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. There's too, there's too much. But yeah, I, I, because you know, and I'm just thinking like, I, I want to know what Bill Panzer was thinking. I'm sure there's an article somewhere, but I just, sorry guys, just not looking for it. But um, I'm sure there's something somewhere that where he talks about it because like, I'm just thinking of Agents of Shield and the Marvel mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe, right? Like, mm-hmm. definitely they, I mean, they clearly wanted that to be one universe with the show. So, mm-hmm. but, but the writers have like talked about how hard that was was to like pull back and hold back information because the movies were coming out. And I don't think that that's the case here, but even mm. th- so, I would think Bill Panzer had some thoughts about like what they were planning on doing. You would hope so. Yeah. No. I mean, clearly nothing he had control over, but just as a showrunner to be like mm. and a cr- and a creator of the show to be like, "Well, here's my vision and I guess we're just not going to we're just not going to intertwine at all." No. Weird. Um all right, sorry. Rant. Um I I tried to tell you guys I'm ranty today. I don't know what the fuck my problem is. Very okay. ranty. I am. Um, all right, let's go ahead and start this movie up. Um, so <laughs> we start off on fucking Connor's face. Stupid <laughs> 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 face. <laughs> and the immortal Connor McCloud, who who was like uh, what what twenty or something when he became immortal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like eighteen. Yeah, this is like the old ass looking Connor McCloud. <laughs> It's so terrible. He looks so old. He looks like 10,000 years older than he was in the last one. I was going to go with 10, and then I thought, no, I'm going to hyper up here. I mean, again, we talked about, like, how we were making fun of the old age makeup, you know, in in the second movie. But then you look at you look at Christopher Lambert on Instagram now. It's pretty pretty much right on. (laughs) Like, they kind of nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's aged. Like, I, you know, that's a thing that happens to humans. Um, 
Like, you know, he hasn't had all the celebrity work to, like, I feel- turn him into a non-human waxwork, so I guess maybe good for I mean, him, good, I guess. Good for him for not doing that, but, yeah, I feel like he's, yeah, he's definitely notice noticeably older. Yeah, yeah, he, he noticeably ages. He certainly yeah. noticeably ages. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's frightening, guys. <laughs> he doesn't have whatever that weird, uh, Paul Rudniness. Yeah. Like, yeah, if, made Paul, if Paul Rudd had, like, played an immortal in the 90s, like, uh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Paul Rudd just isn't immortal. He's got a sword somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I, I look for a couple different transcripts of the movie, and I can't find his voiceover thing. Mm. Um, because I, I, I keep finding these first drafts of the movie, and that's not helpful. <laughs> I'm like that's not <laughs> definitely not what I want. So, um, but that's that's what I keep finding. So, um, so I'm just and I didn't write any notes. So we're just gonna say he said some shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he looked creepy, and I literally was like, "Why? <laughs> Seriously." Um, so we're in, how does this guy, how's this guy's name pronounced? Nakando? Yeah, I think so. Or Nakano? 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 Sure. Sure. He's a sorcerer. Mm -hmm. He lives in a cave. Yeah, he lives in a (laughs) cave. He's a sorcerer that lives in a cave in Japan. Can I say my favorite bit about his cave? Sure. Is all these little ornaments that are made of clay, but are like his kind of guard dog system, because later on, like, one of them opens its creepy little eyes and looks around, and I was like, oh, oh God, no, yeah. It's so weird. I loved it. Yeah, it looked like E.T.'s family. It was very creepy. I did not like it. Oh, yeah, no. It was tickly moot moot. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate that you know E.T.'s family names. It's so creepy. Well, it's just, <laughs> she only knows them creepy. because those just happen to be the same names as, like, some, like, British food that they all <laughs> <laughs> in the 80s. I love a dish of tickly moot moot. Yeah, yeah, I'm going out. I'm going out, Jean. I'm going to go pick Tammy, up some tickly They're movement. not ET's family. They're just other species. Oh, that's that true. Live on yeah. This planet. Thank yeah. you, Tammy. Oh, um, shots fired. The <laughs> other one is Magdal, and the third one is can't remember. Hmm. Little fungus head guy. So we start off by uh, watching this sorcerer guy create swords. Like, no, that just seems to be his life work. <laughs> Listen, he's a master swordsman. That's his name. I remembered. Sorry. Oh boy. Ooh, cool. <laughs> Very um, proud. We're of watching you. him make swords. Uh, Connor is creepily watching him make swords. From a corner, yeah, like a real creep. Connor is very child, like act, well, he's not childlike. He's acting very childlike in this scene, all these scenes with the sorcerer. Don't you think? Well, it's because he's just like, a baby I'm, immortal. He's like he's very. I'm just a, yeah, but he's not a baby. No, he's a baby. He's, he's a, just a little baby. He's, he's grown only, like, up. He's just like I'm just a little baby man. No, he's like he's like only like fifty years old or something, probably. Mm, yeah, weird. he plays it weird, is what I'm saying. What Christopher Lambert plays play something weird? <laughs> I I mean can can Christopher Lambert play like a normal human? Can like is what? his acting that good that he could play a normal human? <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know about that. Um, by the way, this is taking place in 1605. Okay, so that's right. where that's where we are here. Um, by the way, I'm not I'm not uh, putting anything on the timeline because no. I don't I don't I don't charge Connor. Like, get out of here with that nonsense. Also, just... they keep they seemingly switch things up in the movies. Yeah. So how would you ever? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I don't until Duncan's until Duncan shows up in these movies. I'm not yeah. I'm not charting yeah. any of this. Um, but um, Nakano um born 925 BCE 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, died 1605, so 2,530 years. One of our Good, old yeah. Is it a little bit older than Ramirez? Now, does it say how he becomes a sorcerer? Because not all immortals are sorcerers. No. So how well, is he a sorcerer? Well, <clears throat> according to Highlander, the final dimension screenplay, Nakano, also referred to as the sorcerer Nakano, uh, was born in Japan in 926 and later studied Buddhism under um, Nichiren. Um, during the 11th century AD, he experienced his first death in 865 BCE mm-hmm. and eventually became a highly sought after teacher, instructing mortal and immortals alike in the power of illusion. But this also had the unfortunate effect of making him a tempting target to those who would seek to gain the secret of his power. But what else? Um... I wish we saw it more in like the show and the films. Like if you take someone's quickening, you kind of absorb their power. Like, you know, like, like maybe Duncan's like, oh, Oh, I learned all those languages, but I never learned to speak, I don't know, Yeah. Korean. And then he, he kills, like, a Korean immortal, and then he's like, I can speak Korean now. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they, they definitely really drop that. They definitely drop mm. that in the show. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, no no weird made-up facts about him on this website. I'm thinking of, like, um, what is it? Uh, in that show, Tammy, um, Dollhouse? Oh, yeah, yeah. When there's, uh, what's his face? Alan Tudyk, and he's, like, a, a composite personality. Mm-hmm. And every time he, like, kills someone, he takes on their personality as well. So he's, like, not one person. He's a composite of all these things. That would kind of be interesting to explore. Yeah. But are, they don't um, do any of that. Are, like, <laughs> what is that that um, that comic book series that I'm sure Tammy loves called Chew? Um, what the fuck is that? That it's like oh, the de- I know, I've heard of Chew. Yeah, it, like isn't like the de- is like something like a detective, but like can like uh, uh, if he, like he can he can chew on a dead body for a second and know how they died or something. No. Yeah. Well, that, that's like my zombie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I did not watch that either. A little bit of cannibalism, and he can he can know all the things they knew. Yep. A, a friend, an old friend of the show who will not be named, uh, started doing a podcast on iZombie, and so I totally did not want to watch that show. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so I've good. never watched it. Um, and I'm not sad about it. So, so. I, I, I wish that they had kind of, I don't know, done more of this, because it's in this, it's very like... Oh well, yeah, it plays kills, a huge role. He kills the sorcerer, and therefore he gains sorcerer powers. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, and a little bit more about Nakano. He is an old friend of Ramirez, and that's why Connor goes to seek him out to train with him after Heather dies. Heather, my favorite wife of Connor's. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of course. Better than boring beige Brenda. Yeah. yeah obviously. Um, and they live in that very tall, very skinny castle together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my favorite castle of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so he's going to teach uh, McLeod how to uh, use a katana, and he, and it's, <laughs> well, first he teaches him how to use it by, <laughs> okay, guys, I know I'm a child, but, like, <laughs> this cane that he gives him to learn to fight with <laughs> looked like so it was good. a penis. <laughs> I was yeah. like, why is this a big penis? But sometimes <laughs> it was a penis, sometimes it was a snake, sometimes yeah. it was a sword, Tammy. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what is that, ha- Why? <laughs> Why is it rounded like that at the end? It's very unusual. Um, and then you've got Kane running around. Kane and his immortal friends. Just causing That's destruction. The name of his Kane and his immortal friends. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Just running around destroying shit. Um, by the way, his 
uh, Kane, um, first of all, Kane, bullshit immortal. Like, bullshit baby immortal. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, little tiny this guy. shit. Nothing. He's, he's nothing. He's a little baby. He's, uh, hold on, let me get the numbers here. Come back. Yeah, Kane, born 987. C. No, thank you. No, thank you. Died, died 1012 from illness. Oh, we oh, got sick. I got sick. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cold. I got. I died of a cold. Uh, but <laughs> what the our our favorite website does have some bullshit information about him here. Lovely. Um, his tactics and ferocity were based on his childhood hero, the Kurgan. <laughs> oh, amazing! And he propels and propels him into becoming a marauder and warlord who devastates Mongolia and Uzbekistan in 1023 while ransacking and pillaging most of Asia. Kane suffers his first death from disease, reawakening as an immortal. He is soon discovered by his first teacher, Samga the Shaman, who instructs him as to his true nature and the principles of the game. Um, before Kane takes his head. It's also possible Kane trained with Uv Bukar uh, following his first death. So, but he was a big, he was just a big Kurgan fan. That's why he's like this. Oh, bless him. That comes across. That yeah. tracks. Yeah. I was, also, sure. like, I, I was also confused for the rest of the movie just because I, I kept forgetting that this part was taking place in 1605 despite yeah. his rig out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, and then in IMDb, or not IMDb, sorry, uh, Wikipedia, it says that um, this is the part of the film where uh, Nakano is telling... Um, Connor. I'm like, what is his fucking name? What is this guy douchebag's name? <laughs> I keep wanting to say Duncan. <laughs> yeah, well, because Duncan's so much better. I mean, look, Duncan, wrong side of history all the time, but also so much better than Connor. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he warns him about Kane and says that he's an evil immortal making his way across Asia and his two immortal henchmen, their names are Cabal Khan and Sangi, S- Sangi Khan. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I'm pretty so sure. Are, these, are, there, are they brothers? <laughs> yeah, great question. I mean, I just assumed descendants of Genghis Khan. Yeah, yeah, um, I would have thought. Cabal Khan, I am almost positive, is a character in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so. <laughs> wild. But yeah, they're babies. Um, yeah. yeah. They're born even later. Uh, yeah, 794. I think they are brothers. Both born in 17. Uh, sorry, 794. So. Yeah. Twins. Nothing. Nothing. Um, can we also? I like. I get that they're in a cave. A cave, but like Nakano at least looks like he like bathes regularly, and Connor looks like a fucking nightmare. He's so gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throughout this entire film. Well, yeah. 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 It just reminds me of like that episode where Duncan like he learns to bathe by like going to <laughs> visit Japanese people and then being like, "You're a disgusting white person." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Is that what's going on here?" <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The Asian guy bathes and the Scottish guy does not know what a bath or water is. Um, he didn't have a bath in his little tall tower, so... Yeah, well, God, he just, like, bathed in the creek or whatever. Well, um, alright, so yeah, so he's... <laughs> he trains, he gets the katana, and then Kane and his friends show up. Kane, Kane and friends show up, and then, yeah, we've got the... <laughs> E.T.'s friends and family. Yeah, E.T.'s <laughs> friends and family wake up. Particularly Moot oh, Moot wakes up. Oh, so and gross. Like, oh, there's someone coming. So that's how they know. Uh, there's so, so many so weird so little production choices like that. <laughs> like, yep, I love it. But I, that, that's what makes this movie great. Yes, exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, there was a lot, I think, when we were watching it yesterday. It was like a lot of me just going, no, ah, why? <laughs> yeah. Um, including that part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Kane definitely took after the Kurgan, I, but did not have as cool of a costume. Yeah, no. agreed. I did like his armor nipple ring. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why he had nipple rings mm. on his armor. Well, he has <laughs> nipple rings under his armor and on his armor. Yeah, yeah. It's real wild. Double nipple ring. Well, I mean, he has to, it's not like he can take him out because he's an immortal. Like, like the holes would just heal and he'd have to get him re-pierced. <laughs> well, I did have that problem after surgery. <laughs> Not being an immortal. I mean, um, just like heal immediately. So we do have, I I think this is kind of fun. We've got this thing where he's about to take Nakano's head and Duncan tries to, or not Duncan, see, what the fuck? Uh, Connor tries to like uh, stop him and he just stabs uh, Connor in the stomach. And then we get this quick flashback to the Kurgan doing that um, mm. in his original death. I was happy fun. to see the Kurgan. Yeah. 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 I, also, I do like the bit where Nakano, um, like makes two more of himself. <gasps> so oh, yeah. good. Little yeah, scenes. so this is where we really start seeing the sorcerer power besides E.T.'s relatives <laughs> and friends. <laughs> yeah. And the Dick Kane. Um, yeah. Um yeah, the the Kane snake sword. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we we get to see him like duplicate himself, which is so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kane is like, uh, "Great, I'm gonna take all of that power. Thank you very much." Uh, this no, is... no, no. Yeah, and he figures out which one is him because he's sweating. Yeah. And it's so gross. Um, so we get him taking his head, and then we get the head talking. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> love it. Love I it. I love this so much. Um, we also get the uh, the lifting of the bodies. The yeah. levitating yes, of is, the bodies. We haven't had that before, have we? I don't think so. Uh, no. They did it in the in the first movie. I oh, did they? Yeah, well, definitely when he kills Kurgan, it definitely floats up in the air. Oh, that's right, yeah. Well, Kurgan was like that is still yeah. the most extra quickening we've seen <laughs> yeah I, I don't remember if it if it floated in the second one or not uh, no he only levitated at the end when he was talking about his planet <laughs> when he went back to his planet <laughs> oh so good <laughs> Saving grace of that entire movie, which we wouldn't even know, we wouldn't even have a copy of that scene if it wasn't for the Internet Archive, which is currently being sued by a bunch Why? of fucking assholes. I just saw that. Anyway. Yeah. So guys, support the Internet Archive because yeah. it's yeah. important and fucking is. capitalism isn't. So yeah. <sighs> okay. Um. So yeah, we get the levitating, we get the talking of the head, and Nakano puts basically like a, a quick curse over. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> over um, Kane. And uh, he says, let's see. Um, and, and by the way, Connor is able to escape. Um, but Nakano declares that Kane will not be present at the time of the gathering when the last immortals fight and implies he's planning one last trick. I love that that's how, how Wikipedia puts it. It implies yeah. he's planning one last trick. Okay. Um, and There's lots of Trixies in this movie. Yeah. Lots of Trixies. Uh, and the trick is he uh, causes a cave-in. Yeah. Yeah. Traps Kane and his Kane and friends. Yeah. So yeah. I, I... Now there's a question. Like, so were they just trapped? Like, how... Have they been awake the whole time? See, I kind of took it as they 
they died and couldn't come back to life. Kind of like the episode where um, Duncan was dead but floating mm-hmm. upside down, mm-hmm. and so probably yeah. every time he revived, he was die- he died again. Yeah. That's kind of what I assume happened here, and that's why Connor couldn't feel that they existed. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense, and that's what I assume, but I'm like, but why would they have... Because they're able to break out, and I know they're doing, like, the excavations, but... Yeah. yeah. Did, so they somehow did enough of an excavation that I, whatever somehow they were able to wake up to like yeah. I guess yeah I wouldn't Our, think it I, took much I don't know yeah maybe they moved enough so stuff shifted off of them and they were able to just I don't know spend a couple of weeks digging or something I guess maybe yeah I don't know they, they um, don't really so, say I just like the idea if they were just like actually just trapped and just hanging out there the whole time <laughs> <laughs> that also that's, would suck. That's very funny to me. Especially, um, and to jump ahead a little bit, because he kills one of his guys almost immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, wait, we've been down there for all these hundreds of years, and now you're going to kill your pal? Yeah, so at least um, somewhere, somewhere either on Wikipedia or somewhere else that I read it, that he took, he killed his friend because... That way he could be stronger. Yeah. So he's like so he new. Suck up at that this... quickening. Yeah, quickening, he needed quickening. a he needed a sh- suck up a quickening. Um, so we meet archaeologist uh, Dr. Alexandra Johnson. Mm. So apparently she's supposed to be just like Sarah Barrington, who we'll meet in a little bit. Um, who was Connor's love interest in the during the French Revolution? This um, is I. Okay. I didn't find them this? similar at all. No, no. not in the. Can, can we talk about this trope? Because I don't like this trope of like, oh, you look just like my my dead love. You know what I mean? It's just, Unless it's on. like Tessa, and they change faces for it to yeah. be Tessa. But they never do it with. They never. It's always with women. They never do oh, it with yeah, men. Have you course. noticed? Yeah, of course. Ugh. But also, like, we're stupid. These don't. <laughs> these two women don't look alike at all. No, no. Like at all. No. Like not even. And, like, and even personality-wise, like, I don't see them as like no. having similar personalities, no. similar hobbies, similar interests. Like, no. Other than wanting to fuck Connor for some weird reason, that's the only I mean, thing that's the listen, same about him. The thing is, there's only been like a half a dozen women in history that have been willing to fuck Connor. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's what they true. have in common. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this is part of a team that is excavating the legendary cave of Nakano. Cave of wonders. Yeah. The cave. The cave of wonders. <laughs> Um, I just find it interesting that it took till 1994 for anyone want to want to excavate this cave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we get this. This is where uh, Kane escapes with his... Kane and friends escape, and then, yeah, he, he kills one of his friends right away to Kane get the quickening. Kane and his Kanets. Aw, the Kanets! <laughs> I mean, I, Kane and his cons is pretty good, too. Oh, Kane and really his cons! Good. That's the winner, Yes, yeah. that's the winner. That's the winner. Yeah. So, yeah, well done, well, uh, yeah, so he, it's Kane and his cons come out, and then Kane kills one of the cons right away. And then- <laughs> Kane conned that con. <laughs> 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 and um, lick the sword. What? 
Yeah. Yes. Never cool. They really no. do have uh, Mario Van Peebles do, like, some really gross stuff as kids. Oh, yeah. Well, because they're, I mean, they are really trying to redo that first movie. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. there's so many, like, we're just going to well, do that scene again. Well, I forgot the villain in the second movie, like I said to you guys yesterday. Yeah. But I remember the Kurgans, so obviously they were like, well, it was a memorable villain in the first one, let's do that again. Well, they also did that in the second one, um, and he was just not very I, good. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I how, don't remember. How have you forgotten all about um, nope. our favorite character, General, um, you know, General... <laughs> yes. Uh, General Katana. Michael Ironside is General Katana <laughs> uh, from Planet Zeist. <laughs> or, you know, from not Planet Zeist. Yeah. <laughs> Depending which version you watched. <laughs> I mean, I just have to assume that, like, as writers, where they're just, like, deciding, okay, we're just going to scrap that whole second movie and just start new. Like, yeah. if anyone asks, I wish they would have come out in interviews and been like, well, actually, that was a separate timeline. <laughs> like, that would yeah. be fun. Like, I like, mean, that, just that's, what, that's what they do now. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Started back in the 90s. This is a separate timeline. Yeah. Cause it was all a dream. Why, cause fucking why not? Like, because this is real. So this whole thing is so. Anyway, I mean, because if they did like separate timelines, then we could even act like that's why the TV show and the movies don't yeah. coincide mm. until later on when they do. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So yeah. So the they've escaped. Um. Con number one's uh quickening here. I mean, the body levitates, but there's not a whole lot going on. Yeah. Um. Second Fine. brother con is like fuck because <laughs> he just sees the quickening happening yeah. but what is he gonna do now he's in that I, I love that room just filled with weird science things because yeah. why very weird i love it um and now we're gonna get to marrakesh yeah. because that's where connor's living with his adopted son john taking me to marrakesh I mean... They, they should have played that on the soundtrack. Yeah. So many things that I'm just like, why? Why is any of this? <laughs> yeah. So um, what, what we... And I just to jump into the whole thing. So apparently, uh, Boring Brenda and Connor, um, yep. they adopted John mm-hmm. um, when he was very young. Uh, and But she died uh, in a car accident. <laughs> Ouch. I know. <laughs> He was John's mother, Claire. She was too boring to live. Wow. Um, when did she die? God damn it. 1987. Yeah, that's what I thought. 87. So, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, so two, it, it would have been just two years after the gathering that occurred in New York. And, and he thought he was the only immor- immortal left. Wow. So, yeah. okay. So, he, he kills Kurgan, thinks he's the last... Um, immediately getting married and adopting a kid. Yep. Yep. Wow. That's... Which we kind of saw, like, not them adopting a child, but, like, at the end of that first movie where, like, he just... He really feels like, I just have my, you know, this one life now to live. I'm Mm. just human now, and I've got Brenda and beige Brenda, and we're going to live happily ever after. How how would he think he's human, though? Because at some point in all that time with beige Brenda, he must have, like, cut himself or something and gone, hang on, I'm still healing. Well, so that's kind of what happened. So she dies in this car accident, and he Mm. survives without any wounds. Yeah, fair Ah, enough. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he knows pretty quickly that, like, something else has happened now why he doesn't start thinking like oh that's right duncan's fucking alive i don't know yeah i don't know 
Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I should have gone to see Hoover sometime in the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, have called. <laughs> but I'm very bad at making phone calls, as we'll yeah. see in this movie. <laughs> yes. Um, and this, <sighs> by the way, okay, so he's in Marrakesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her face? Uh, Alexandra Johnson is in Japan and uh, at the cave, mm-hmm. and that's where Kane kills Khan Number One. Yep. And in Marrakesh. Connor feels the quickening, and we we see the effects of the quickening in the sky. <laughs> yeah, I, so he must be feeling it all over the place whenever someone in Seacouver. Because yeah. I think that's the problem. Which is like every five seconds, I think this movie is still playing it like the TV show doesn't exist, and that yes, yeah. for he sure. was the last immortal. But it doesn't make sense because yeah, a the thing about him surviving the car accident without a scratch mm-hmm. that would mean that he was still immortal, and like yeah. so then there should we shouldn't have seen this light in the sky because that's seeming to let him know that you know immortals are back like mm. it, like they uh, them trying to justify this is making it more of a mess of an issue yeah 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 because I my uh, and I and I am I'm just trying to justify it in my brain so it makes sense because I do not think this is what they're trying to do at all so I'm just putting that out there yeah. this is just me thinking about it is that I think he knew he was there were still other immortals I think mm-hmm. he just didn't know the game was better back on because he had not felt because in this movie it's seemingly if there's a quickening everyone fucking feels it i don't Um, think that's the case I, I mean, I, he I sees it in the sky. Yeah, I think he sees it in the sky because it's like in the second movie when the immortals come back and all of a sudden he starts, um, you know, getting younger. Like, there's, you can tell that the immortals oh, yeah. are back. <laughs> oh, so when good. he gets younger. I, yeah. I, he probably <laughs> wishes he would get younger in this fucking movie. <laughs> Seriously. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think uh, after this, I think after this movie, we're adding to the list of things that um, have to be forgotten for a next movie to exist. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so right now you have to forget the end of the first movie, all of the second movie, and pieces of the third movie. Because <laughs> in, and I don't remember when he says it, but he does indicate something about when his when his wife died in the car accident that like he knew he wasn't the last one. Yeah. But okay. he didn't know that until that point. I mean, yeah. granted, it was only two he didn't years find later. Duncan. Exactly, because he lost contact. He lost Duncan's number and was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't realize. But um, yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> and now at the time, Duncan is also like living on an island somewhere by himself. Yeah. True. <laughs> New justification. Maybe the seeing the thing in the sky is part of sorcerer magic from Nakano. Possible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. So he. But this indication of seeing it in the sky is what tells him he needs to go to New York because that is the the place of the gathering. Probably oh, forever and always, I guess. Probably need to go to Seacooper. That's what um, yeah. uh, Frank Sinatra said in his song, didn't he? What? His song, New York, New York. Oh, it's yeah. The place of the gathering. <laughs> the place of the gathering. <laughs> um, so you he can le- make it there. Uh, yeah. You can make it anywhere. Um, come on, come through. There can be only one. That's right. <laughs> in New York, New York. Um, <laughs> let's talk about two different fashion things, since this is a fashion podcast. First of all, this this L-E-W-K look that uh, Duncan wears on the horse in Marrakesh. Yeah. Like, I get having the headgear, like, to keep the sand out of every everything, mm-hmm. but he's wearing jeans on this fucking yeah. horse. It looks like he's in, desert. like, a school nativity play. Yeah. It really does. 
horse. <laughs> like, I feel like jeans riding a horse in the desert is just impractical. Mm-hmm. And then we get a full-on look of him wearing jeans and this blue, I would call it an under, like a long john shirt. Like, what is happening? Everything looks it's... too hot to be worn in America. To be yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I mean, we've been talking shit about Connor McLeod's fashions for a while, but, like, <laughs> this movie is really, like, you're asking us to believe a lot. Yeah. Like, that this is a, le- you're asking me to believe this is a leading man in a Hollywood movie, which <sighs> I cannot. And that countless women, like, find him attractive. Like, I mean, first of all, he has got the brow of a Cro-Magnon. Like, (laughs) just this big, thick, lumpy brow and a weird, long forehead to match. And Claire was very upset over his haircut, hairstyle Mm. in this movie. Like, well, it's never a good idea to cut your hair using a lawnmower. Mm -hmm. Which he seems to have done. I I don't know what's going on with his hair. It's, It's so awful. It's it's like it's weirdly like just frizzy and dry and Mm -hmm. also oily looking at the same time (laughs) yeah like he looks like he's just been he looks like he's been sleeping for like three days he's been in bed with the flu for a week and then rolled out of bed to shoot a movie he's, he's had a he's had a haircut but they only cut like half the hair and then the hairdresser had to like go yeah. and do other business oh, yeah it's not good um and then we see this where he's like starting to practice with his katana again because clearly he's been out of the game for a couple years um yeah. he's got to get his head in the game and that shirt is like the loosest fitting shirt that I'm like, you're gonna catch the end of that sword on the shirt. Oh, and yeah. also, um, hey, Immortal, um, and people making a movie about Immortal, at one point you can see there's a cut, like, on his knuckle, so he's cut himself with that sword. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, you can see blood. Like, he's cut himself playing sword man. Oh, amazing. Playing sword man. Like, you, <laughs> you are no Adrian Paul. It was, it was so funny seeing how, like, I mean, he looks more comfortable with the sword than I would but like compared to Adrian Paul he just does not look comfortable doing this sword stuff you know yeah and he only looks more comfortable than you would look Claire because acting (laughs) like yeah he's acting comfortable but he is not yeah it's real wacky it is like I I don't even know if this is the case or not but it's like we have Adrian Paul who I mean, the guy still does sword classes now. Yeah. So clearly loves and is comfortable with the sword and sword work and, mm-hmm. you know, stunt work and fight fight choreography and that kind of stuff. And then you have Christopher Lambert, who is just a nightmare. And because we've had seasons of the show, how can you as a viewer just go see this movie and not be like, oi, yay, yay, why? Yeah. <laughs> like... It's already, like, if we didn't have the TV show and we didn't have Adrian Paul, maybe I could, I don't know, forgive or look past things. But because we have them and they're back to back and viewing, uh, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. And it's super uncomfortable to watch him. I mean, the, I, I think the idea is, I, well, I mean, obviously the studio thinks they're going to make a bunch of movie, make a bunch of money off the movie. Yeah. Um, but they in reality, <laughs> best case scenario, hopefully they'll be able to get people that saw this movie and they're like, what the hell is this shit about Um, to watch the TV show now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so we've got um, Dr. Alexandria saying, hey, someone left. Someone was in here. <laughs> In the in the cave. 
and now they're not here. What's that about? Um, and then at the same time, you've got uh, Connor leaving his son forever with his friend. <laughs> Connor so does just leave his adopted son and completely forgets about him. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, literally it's like, hey, I told you this like, like later. I mean, yeah. it is... Were you sending us a picture of Brad? Oh, I sent you the, the cut on his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> Drums. So stupid. <laughs> ridiculous um we get connor back in new york after leaving his son forever uh, with his white sneakers yeah i, I, we, mean, I was, we i was happy we to were see excited him, to see them guys but also we? We were unhappy like, to see them yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm sad for his that his fashion has gone nowhere but and he's also, wearing his cassiel coat yeah and his cassiel coat big big coat uh which is fine he's gotta have some place to have that sword yeah um, and then we've got like a a, a welcome committee that meets <laughs> that meets him out in the the street and shoots him. Yep. And so he dies. And while he is in the hospital, he of course wakes up and freaks out and um, does not cloak his shit at all. Like no. I, I said, he must be so used to waking up in like weird places. You would think he would know how to cloak his shit, but no, he like well, just think- freaks out. I mean, I will say, like, in his defense, if you're an immortal, if you wake up in the hospital, you want to, like, show that you're okay so that there's not any more questions than there need to be and you can get out of there as quick as possible. It's just that he woke up at the worst possible time. I guess. Because there's still just enough people there that he can't really escape. Yeah. Mm. Well, and it... I'll allow it, Brad. But also, like, he does have, like, the biggest freak out in human history. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, like, goes to attack these doctors and nurses and shit. It's, like, real crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. way over the top. Yeah, and so they give him a sedative, and then they tie him to a bed. <laughs> yeah, I this, find this uh, disturbing. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, the fact that they sedate him, tie him to a bed, and take him to the mental ward. Because, oh, well, mm. clearly he's crazy. Uh, um. And this mental ward... <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. It's real kooks. Like, what is this? Tammy, would you like to tie Christopher Lambert in bed? And oh. burn it? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Set it on fire? Sure. <laughs> I love you, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> um... We are going back and forth between this mental ward, by the way, and Dr. Alexandria finding this, like, little piece of tartan cloth. <laughs> a little piece of yeah. kilt. <laughs> I mean, the, magic the tartan, tartan machine. Finding the little, like, threads of tartan is, like, as ridiculous as when they found the chips of sword in the first movie. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. She puts it in her little tartan beep-boop machine that tells her what tartan it. <laughs> I mean, this is 500-year-old yes. fabric. Guys, yeah. as a fashion podcast and podcasters, um, can we just automatically pull, do we have a machine like this somewhere hidden that I, I don't know about that we could just Oof. take pieces of fabric and be like, this Wish. terrible costume came from this show, this actor. Oh, we know who to blame. We gotta develop that technology. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about <laughs> fashions. What is she wearing? Yeah. Because this is bad. It's real bad. It is real bad. But, you know, uh, so it's like, um, 
It's a flannel vest. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's not a flannel vest. It's a flannel sleeveless shirt. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not even a vest. It's more like just a flannel sleeve. Yeah, flannel, flannel sleeveless shirt, but she's wearing like a like a white like uh, sweatshirt under it. Yeah. And like roughly, I don't know, how many um, um, hair um, things? Oh, God, her hair is Ooh, a nightmare. Them. She's got, yeah, she's got all these hair ties. like, And her hair still looks like a rat's nest. <laughs> Very, very bad. Because, like, the one thing in her hair is holding back, like, three strands of hair. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's how we used to do it, right, Tommy? The three things, because there are three different holding those three strands. Dumb. Um, I do like her ring, so there's that. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so then we we flip back to Connor in the uh, mental ward, and it's it's not good. He's sharing <laughs> like, with Napoleon. Yeah. I okay. I just want to mark this. 1994. We're still doing jokes about people believing they're Napoleon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that. I I don't know if we. T- I know I've talked about that on Ramjack before, but like we that have is, talked about it because okay. I think it's yeah. been on a show, another show we watched, or something, or an episode yeah. of something. Yeah. It's such a a specific weird old trope that like I don't I don't know if we do anymore but people thinking they're Napoleon that's how you know you're at a mental institution weird it's so specific and bizarre <laughs> yeah I'm uh, yeah but that's that's how I mean uh, that's one of the many ways in this we know um so while he's in this mental ward con number two shows up and is like looking for him and nurses are screaming and <laughs> I mean, he just walked by and this nurse, like, lost her shit. <laughs> I mean, it, that was funny. We did all laugh at Nurse that. Karen did not. Uh... No. <laughs> I mean, he's um, a big scary dude. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I, that, that, I nurse, that nurse I, is going to report people for bird watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, the, the, the overreaction she had there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a, it was a little much, a little much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hey, by the way, I'm looking at the tvtropes.org and Napoleon Delusion because there, uh, there's a whole page dedicated to this movie, and it's that Napoleon Delusion, and it says it's a form of in, uh, in TV trope land, a form of insanity for, far more common in fiction than reality. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The delusion that one is famous, or at the very least, the modern reincarnation of same Napoleon Bonaparte is the most commonly used person for this, possibly because the unusual hat and and hand and jacket poses are strong visual that immediately identifies de- the delusion for the audience. Ah, okay. All right. So that, so apparently that, that might so be So that one painting, so they're, uh, okay. Yep, exactly. Right. <laughs> Fair. Um, also, this is not to be confused with the trope of the Napoleon complex. <laughs> So, two different tropes, guys. Two different tropes. Okay, sorry. Anyway, I just wanted to look that up because I was like, I wonder if that's going to show up on the trope website. Because you're right, it shows up all the time. Is there a list? Um, Do we have a list of people thinking they're Napoleon? I want to there somewhere. Hold on. Yeah, let me me just send you the link to the Highlander one and then go down to the Napoleon. And it gives you a a more detailed on um, that particular trope. Um, All right. I feel like they did it in the Fisher King as well. I'm sure they did it. And they've done it so so many places mm-hmm. um all right so connor's walking around and uh what what's interesting is we don't get as much the de- like we don't get any of the buzz like from the shows 
Mm. So there's not a lot for us to go on. Yeah, uh, they should have the buzz. Yeah, when they know someone else is there. Other than, like, they either verbally say, like, hey, I know you're there, or whatever. But we don't get the buzz, and that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, so he has a, a fight with uh, Kantu, but he kills Kantu. Bye, cons. No cons. Kantu <laughs> <laughs> um, can't do. Um, yeah. So when they're wandering around, like, the basement of this yeah. hospital. Um, this a very bizarre hospital, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like, w- why are all these sheets hanging? Like, we see that there are dryers in here. Yeah, because but for some reason, it makes a cool fight scene later, bro. I mean, yeah. Makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know. I'm channeling the writers and <laughs> the set designers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and sheets go a flying. There's, you know, electric blue static everywhere. And uh and, and I am sad because his quickenings aren't as uh acted out as yeah, greatly not, as Duncan. I mean, we've had in the show we've had exploding birds. And also know. like Adri- again, this is just going back to the actors themselves. Adrian Paul is like in such great shape physically yeah. that like he does so much more mm. with the, be... like physicality with the quickenings. It's gonna be yeah. so wild when we see them together. It oh, is yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Then we have the most New York detectives that have ever New York oh, detected. <laughs> boy. Yeah, I'm from New York. <laughs> Why? And honestly, they're like the most stupid part of this this yeah. movie that I'm yeah. like, why do we even have these guys in this movie? No, we don't need them. Like, they don't yeah. do we anything. we need to pretend we're in New York and not Toronto. <laughs> That's my New York accent. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only positive is that we have someone finding a headless body and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, and they are able to, like, say that, oh, this murder or the finding of this headless body went back to a case in 1985 that they called the killer the headhunter so he he concludes that the killer is russell nash who was the suspect russell nash aka Connor mcleod who was a suspect during the original case if they had went anywhere really with this it would have been maybe interesting but like this was such an afterthought to try and connect this to the first movie (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's almost like any time they try to bring cops into Highlander, it doesn't really oh, work. God, it doesn't oh, work at seriously. all. Like, just drop Stop it. it. Like, at, she goes by Alex. Alexandria, Dr. Alexandria, Alex, does so much more investigative work than these detectives. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. this little piece of kilt cloth that she finds. <laughs> Um, so she figures out that this is a branch of the McLeod family, by the way, and one where a clan member was banished for having unnatural powers. Um, she's such a little historian. Yeah. <laughs> and she only finds out about Russell Nash, who is also a descendant of the clan, and she's gonna, uh, track him down uh, in but New York. But wouldn't it show that there was two members of the Clan McLeod who were banished well, no. having... No, because it, not. it branched. Um, and, like, yeah, the people that, oh. like, supported Connor were one branch. I think Duncan was in that latter branch, because, you know, they, at, when his father, you know, called him a witch, was like, you're yeah. not my son. <laughs> so oh, I think he yeah. was he was with the douchebag sect. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I still feel bad <laughs> for, 
<laughs> for Duncan after of that. Of course, yeah. Like it's, neither it's of them just, are witches, so yeah. And it's just, like, they just, like, poor guy, he wakes up from thinking he, he survived miraculously. Like, he is a miracle. Yeah. And then his family's like, witch, get the fuck out. <laughs> which is crazy, because, like, yeah, you survived a stabbing, which is a thing that can happen. Yeah. I, if it had been something more, you know, insane, like he lost an arm, but I guess we know that that doesn't necessarily <laughs> come back. Yeah. Uh, like... I don't know. Like, I think yeah. it should have been a more dramatic, like, comeback yeah. from death. Yeah. Like, they see the the wounds heal with the electricity, and then you can, like, freak out. Yeah. They just wanted to call anyone a witch back in those days. It's true. I guess so. That's very true. Um, well, there were sorcerers about we learned, so... <laughs> yes. <coughs> All right, so we've got, um... The detective catching up with Connor and like being like, hey, I know you're a killer. And Connor's just like, get the fuck out of here. Wearing, can we talk about what the fuck he's wearing? Because <laughs> I do not understand what he's wearing. Go tell me. He's wearing a jacket that at least the hood part is like pink and has the fur collar around it. Yeah. We yeah. we wondered if he was the police were talking to him because they were like, Sir, you, you can't wear this. This is, <laughs> this is a fashion crimes. This is a fashion crimes inappropriate. Uh, we're taking just, you to I'm clothing like, What court. is this? What are you wearing? Yeah, I mean, I, I get that he just got out of the the mental ward of this hospital, but like, <laughs> what is this outfit? <laughs> no clue, sir. It's you still terrible. look crazy. We're gonna have to take you back to the mental ward. <laughs> Like, the fact that this cop is like, listen, hey, we're on to you, Nash. Like, wait, he is he is a suspect in a murder case. Yep. You arrest him right now. Like, what are yeah. you waiting for? Or if you're not going to, because maybe you don't have enough evidence, which one did that stop cops before? <gasps> but say, say in TV land, they don't have enough evidence to, like, arrest him now. Why would you tell him that he's under investigation? <laughs> yes. Like, what the fuck? Hey, what rich guy that lives in an art gallery. Um, yes. Um, and is somehow like uh, kept payments up on that art gallery, even though you haven't been here in about ten years. Um, in New York real estate. Um, hey, um, just so you know, we are investigating you for murders. Don't you dare leave town. <laughs> Don't you dare fly to another country again. <laughs> um, while that's happening, Kane is learning all about New York and New Yorkers. <laughs> This so is fun. <laughs> so quick. He's also learning about his new powers. Yeah. So he comes across two, like, scammers. This, this he, scene was hilarious. I love it. Yeah. He changes all the cards, so it's three aces. Clearly it's, you know, it was not originally. And then takes the money, and these guys are pissed. And then when he turns around, he has stolen <laughs> the smaller guy's glasses. <laughs> With magic. <laughs> right off his face. He stole them out the Matrix, these glasses. Oh. And these guys are like, what the fuck? Let's get out of here. <laughs> He's a witch. It's great. So good. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. It's so fun. Mario Van Peebles is such a... He's the most fun villain since the Kurgan. Yeah. He, he is. Great. And you can tell he's like having a blast. Yeah. yeah. So we see Alex. Oh, I'm sorry. Sarah. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, it's the same actress, but she looks nothing the same. No, she, she doesn't. She doesn't look the same at all. Like... I swear they even did something with her eyes. <laughs> like, yeah. CGI'd something different in her eyes. I'm like, they make her look... Com like, Completely at least leave different. her blonde or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. like... If you had told me it was two separate actresses, I would have been like, oh, wow, yeah, absolutely, of course. I'd be yeah. like, oh, they got two sort of similar looking actresses? Okay. I, yeah. No, not similar at all. <laughs> like, no. Wildly Like, different. why did they make 
if you went so far as to be like, we're even using the same actress for these two people, these two characters, Mm -hmm. why make them look so wildly different? Yeah. Because also, like, I like in a time before, like, having photos to reference what somebody looks like, I, you are going to forget what people look yeah, like. Yeah, you're just going to by memory. Yeah. yeah, try to remember what anyone, like, from, like, your elementary school class looked yeah. like. No. like. I forgot you what can't. you guys look like. <laughs> you Weird. fuck off, Claire. You, you just night. saw us yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, there's, it's, it's, you wouldn't be like, oh, that looks like someone I knew. No, you wouldn't. You might be, they might remind you in some way, but, like, mm. I don't think you're gonna remember what people look like that well no i work in retail there's customers who come in all the time and they're like hey how are you like are you still living on gloucester road and i'm like i haven't lived there in years and i don't also know why you do you are. know where i live claire that's not Ooh. good well, I, I don't know i must have been chatting to them at some point but i don't recognize people mm. don't don't Watch tell out. people where you live so claire, i don't live on gloucester you... road anymore <laughs> um by the way um are you still living on gloucester road? also is your mother's maiden name still <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, well, I just a weird question. What was the name of your favorite Real childhood person. pet? <laughs> oh, well, that was this. <laughs> Perfect. Great. No, I had um, someone say that to me. They was like, "I'm assuming they lived near me when I lived on said Gloucester Road." I don't remember. I don't remember mm, people. I, they oh are stealing God. your identity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we go back and we meet. Uh. Well, because he's watching the news. Connor's watching the news, and he sees Alex on TV, and then he, uh, he has a flashback uh, to Sarah Barrington. Um, and, uh, that is supposed to be 1788, where he falls in love with Sarah. Uh, he's visiting from England during the French Revolution. McLeod is captured and sentenced to death for treason treason against King Louis the 16th. Okay, I of France. This was very confusing to me. Okay, I because he uh, he's he's captured by royalists. Mm-hmm. Um, they think he's he's assisting King Louis, and I'm like, I. Uh... So I, I I just don't understand. But then they show a guillotine. Like guys, if it, we're doing French Revolution and you're gonna have a guillotine, why uh, why are you why are you gonna wait that long to mention that? Oh yeah, these are the royalists doing the beheadings. Like, cause that's mm-hmm. that's not the image of the French Revolution that anyone else like no. connects. I mean, sure, it certainly happened, of course. Um, and I know we're early French Revolution, so okay, fine. But because they don't say until he's about to get chopped, like mm. they don't say what the crime is. And I was like, God damn it, these fucking McLeods always on the wrong side of history. <laughs> <laughs> it's the curse. Like, but uh, yeah, uh, but you know, he. I, I mean, I, I don't. We don't really know what his side he's on, so it still no. could be the case. But he's, he's at least being, he's being captured by royal. So he's yeah. not with the revolution, or sorry, he would he they he assume would be he's with, with the yeah. revolution. Yeah. So I, I it just a, a very odd for me, very odd whole thing. But this, this, so this first scene is like literally him just meeting Sarah and them flirting. I don't know. Mm. No chemistry um, between these two either. No. Um, Does he look and then better we- or worse with the wig? Worse. I I think it makes his forehead somehow look even bigger. Mm. Somehow. I, yeah. I don't know why that is, but I, I, mean, I don't know if it's the length of the hair or whatever, but it makes his forehead look even bigger. <laughs> I think it's 
because the widow's peak makes you realize yeah. how much much area there is. There, that must be it. But I don't. His man, his regular hair is so bad that. Yeah. Um. So he's not the only one watching this uh interview with Alex. Uh, Kane is also watching it and is like, oh, that's that's where I escape from. While he's hanging out at the snake bar. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love the snake bar. <laughs> I do not want to go to the snake bar. Well, too bad. I've booked his tickets. No. And there's just like a random snake in the background. It's like the most strangest fucking bar. Uh, Tabby, you can't have a snake at the snake bar. Oh, no, you do not need one. Um, Very weird. Yeah. And then we have him like going to a prostitute. I don't know if there's anything to say about the scene. Not really. I'm not sure. Because they want to do the same thing that Kurgan did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. true. Because otherwise there's not really what else. And we get like all the nipple ring action. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um and let's see uh, who cares I, I it's so hard to care about some of the things that happen in this movie yeah because until like, it gets to like really wacky stuff yeah it's like um, yeah because you just have a lot of Alex like figuring out about um going and visiting no. Nash uh Connor um and sorry I'm just watching Connor be fucking stupid because <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's this scene where he's like practicing fighting or whatever <laughs> and he's wearing this stupid ass thing on his head <laughs> just, yeah it looks like a diaper <laughs> oh yeah but before that um sorry we get we get kane up i'm um, turning into a bird oh yeah oh, i loved it when he turned yeah. into a bird he's turned great. himself into a bird and he flies far 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 away <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like it, Jenny would have wanted. Yeah, yeah, because this movie, uh, this movie came out end of '94. Forrest Gump is a hit. Um, so we're 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 taking that. We're gonna take some Terminator Two. We're gonna take yep. a lot of Highlander One. That's how we made this movie. Yeah. Yep. He flies all the way to Japan. God. It does. I still want to know where his sword goes when he turns into a bird. <laughs> I, I mean, he turns his sword into a little tiny sword that he holds his talon when he's flying. We know they can turn their swords into sticks that look like yep. penises. We know they into can snakes. turn into snakes. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. Nothing. We also have um, Alex is in New York and she's like creepily following Connor everywhere. <laughs> What the heck is up to? By him. I mean, what a sexy man. Ugh. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then and then we get. Oh, we also get a Christopher Lambert. <laughs> yeah. <One. laughs> um, but um, oh, sorry to jump back to that training scene. Yeah, that we yep, get. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah, so no. she's, she's <laughs> not in New York when he turns into a bird, though, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought he flew to Japan. Um, like, by the time the training scene occurs, she's in New York already following Connor. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, God, it's so hard to figure out where this shit's taking place. All right, because yeah. he's definitely, wait, wait, where, where is Kane? Is Kane in New York? In the snake bar the snake bar's got to be in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. where else would the snake bar be? Yeah, because the news <laughs> says live from Japan. That's well, so. it, it doesn't in, uh, help. That's also in uh, the song. It sings it d- it about also... New, York, New York, the quickling, and also go visit the, the snake bar. Yeah. And it doesn't help that they are doing, like, so many scene cuts to other storylines because they have about 500 storylines going on in this movie that Mm -hmm. like 90% of them are just unnecessary. (laughs) So, alright, he's in New York, he sees her on TV, turns into a bird, flies far, far away to Japan, says like, hey, uh, um, oh, Connor McLeod, very interesting, Uh, New 
York. Ah, interesting. I guess yeah. I'll fly back. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, I guess yeah. I've got to go find this guy. So then she she gets on an airplane instead of turning into a bird and flies far, far away to New York. <laughs> now, do you think at any point in time he makes the terrible dad joke of, I just flew in and boy, are my wings tired. Oh, I hope so. Oh, definitely. Definitely. No, but literally, Um, though. Literally. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we have Connor doing this training. With the diaper on his head. Yes. We were talking about, (laughs) wouldn't it be amazing if it was Charlie? Yes. Yes. This is the the Charlie scene that we're missing. Yeah. Also, why wasn't Richie in the snake bar? That's totally a place Richie would hang out. (laughs) Like, um, all right, so his flashback is because he had water splashed in his face, and so he's got, he's, <laughs> he's back remembering good old Sarah and uh, them riding horses and making love, <laughs> having some rolls in the hay. Um, I hate when movies do like sex scenes like in the hay or around yeah, horses, it's it always so like also just smelly, it would yeah. just yeah. smell bad. <laughs> Also, I've got hay fever. I ain't doing that. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. Everything smelled bad um, then, so... That's true. That's true. So how, how did they yeah. know, right? Um, then we go back to modern times, and this is where... Uh, What's-her-face? Uh, the not-Sarah. Uh, Alex comes out. <laughs> <laughs> not-Sarah. And she is like, hey, I heard you're like a McLeod. And he's like, what? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then while she's there, Kane shows up. He's flown all the way back. He gives his uh, boy are my wings tired joke. And then they, st- <laughs> they start gone. faster by airplane than he did his bird. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, and they are apparently on holy ground because uh-huh. it's some. It's a Buddhist temple. Temple, yeah, yeah it's a Buddhist temple place. Good. It's a yeah. Buddhist temple with a very convenient and obviously placed trampoline. Oh, I love Not the trampoline. only a trampoline. This is where Cirque du Soleil practices. Yeah, <laughs> this is their rehearsal. As I said to you guys, I was like, "We need more flippy guys." Why isn't there a flippy guy yet? And then they bounced on this little trampoline, and it was great. Yeah, and then they, yeah, yeah then they're up on the high rise. Uh, doing trapeze work. Oh, the tramp, the tra- trapeze work while fighting with swords was great. <laughs> oh, it's so kooky. I fucking love it. Like, <laughs> it's the most inefficient way of fighting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's great. Wee. Yeah. So this. Oh yeah, I'm watching it now. It's so good. Um, and then they both fall to the fucking floor. Well, really, Connor falls to the floor, and then Kane like leaps down and is about to take his head when Connor is able to grab his sword. And I guess this is what happens if they're fighting on yeah, holy we, ground. We assume this is what happens. Cause... I I don't know. Or don't was know. his sword just shitty? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I... but it breaks into glitter. Yeah, it doesn't break into it explodes into a shower of glitter and yeah it made me and that, very happy that glitter like um it <laughs> it knocks into like where the buddhists like uh like all their little idols and candles and all of that is mm-hmm. <laughs> it like knocks the glass open and there's wind coming out the gods are angry that they're fighting great. on holy ground i guess can't do um, it that's why it's a room yeah. yeah, it's so. I'm like, so is that what happens? Because we've never actually seen why they can't fight on holy also, ground. Like, wouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be Kane's sword that explodes? That's what I yeah. thought. 
Like, if we're gonna... But then there wouldn't be the rest of the plot for that. <laughs> True. You know? Yeah. Don't but try after to defend yourself happens... on holy ground. <laughs> but after that happens, Kane is like, fine, I guess we can't fight here on holy ground, and then he turns into a bird and flies away again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and after all this explosiveness, the detective comes running in, because of course he's been watching <coughs> what's happening. And uh, also, Alex is like, hey, I just saw that, and Connor's like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite rough with her. Oh yeah. He's like, is this where he, against this, is this thing? Where, No, this isn't where she tells him like, "Oh, I get it now." This is kind of she's like trying to figure out what what's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. I think this is when he's telling her about like, "Hey, uh, yeah, uh, he, he yeah. left with a woman that used to sometimes work here. Um, she had her she had a desk. She worked there. It wasn't a sometimes mm. thing. Yeah, like yeah, she was the person of the cops that investigated sword fragments. <laughs> <laughs> her name was Boring Beige Brenda. Yeah, Boring Beige Brenda. <laughs> um, she, she died. She died in a car and he walked away with a scratch. What is the yeah. implication that he murdered her in a car? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a car accident. I like, I don't don't know how you're connecting him to it. Dumb. Also, so, it seems like later on that they don't know that they that they, they have an adopted child. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't tell her about him. No, I mean the cops don't know. Oh, they know yeah. About the, no. They know about the car accident, but they don't know about the adopted child. I guess not. I mean, it just seems like it would be really easy to know where he was. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he's hiding. No. I mean, because even, I'm, again, like, to, to your point, like, he's been paying for this New York art studio thing. He's, he doesn't seem to live, like, like a low-income family in Marrakesh. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, and I, I know that, like, because I, you know, I guess he thought he was the only one for a while. I guess he kind of, you know, slacked off on the separating the identities of Russell Nash and Connor McLeod, because they have figured out that he, that's yeah. the same person. Person. But like, I like I I don't know. Like I feel like all the information's there for them. Yeah. Hmm. And instead, they've um, taken in Alex and asking her questions. <laughs> Uh, then we're back in France, and um, this is where he's going to be beheaded, and his other friend who's an immortal is like, hey, let me take your place, because I fucking hate being an immortal. <laughs> we also get that so, weird transition where she stabs the creamer. Oh, yes. Oh, God, it was so weird. <laughs> and there's, it's, he turns red, and she flashes back to him getting stabbed. Yeah, yeah. I did not like that. Um, yeah, so his his friend is the other immortal is gonna take his place. And so and we see Sarah saw who she thought was McLeod being um beheaded. And yeah. she's super sad about it. Yeah, so sad. And McLeod's just nearby and he's like <laughs> yummy quickly. <laughs> yeah, we don't see anyone taking that quickening. So he totally took it. He's out of range. It, I think it just uh he, they died without oh, one. Sad. Oh. It's sad if you're an immortal and no one takes your quickening. We've yeah. learned that super yeah. sad except this guy was a sad sack immortal was like i've lived enough like, <laughs> yeah good. even his quickening in sad sack oh wait what was that guy's name uh, let me see if he's on the website what this sad sack guy yeah I don't know. Yeah, Mr. Sad Um Pierre Boucher. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, his face again. Very upsetting. Yeah, his face. Oh, uh, it doesn't Mr. say. Mr. Sad Sack, he died a sad sack. We don't even know anything about him. His yeah, cooking was presumably lost because as no immortal was close enough to receive it. Okay, oh. well, that wow. at least covers that, which what is what I assume. What a sad sack. <laughs> the saddest of sad sacks. He's stuck with that face. I mean, I, I would want to like chop my head off too if I'm stuck with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Aw, Pierre, the saddest of sad sacks. <laughs> 
like, oh, lame. Um, God, <laughs> sorry, I'm just seeing him. And I was like, ah, <laughs> very bad. How, how did Sarah not like recognize? Wait, um, my guy wasn't that ugly. What did they do to him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess the thought being his head was covered, like in a, I don't know. Um, so uh, what's her face? Alex shows up at uh, uh Connor's place and is like, hey, this is a nice fucking house. <laughs> Yeah. Is it the and then we see oh. little John's headshot. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, take us through it. You've worked in the biz, Brad. Come on. This headshot, like, it is the most headshotty headshot that has ever headshot. <laughs> and luckily, luckily, it's inscribed because he autographed it for his dad. Um, it's like, dear dad, love John. To dad, love John. <laughs> Not also, even dear dad, just to dad. To oh, dad. That? Oh, that's sad. To dad. To father. Hello. On the occur- <laughs> on the occurrence of my tide audition. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so I love stupid. when we just get a headshot. I love when we just get a headshot as a photo. Yeah. Like you guys couldn't, you guys couldn't so just like lazy. break out a Kodak. You couldn't yeah. break. You couldn't. You couldn't go to Sears, take a family photo. Uh, how about all the other photos that <laughs> Alex is looking at? <laughs> <laughs> With 1994 uh, Photoshop technology. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. It's so, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love them all. There was two of them, wasn't there, I think? Yeah. 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 Good. Isn't there one of boring beige Brenda? Uh, maybe. I've already forgotten if there was. Yeah, me she too. Was, yeah. <laughs> she was that forgettable. She's the real Anne of the movies. <laughs> Fucking hell. God, we gotta go back and start watching those oh. episodes and Anne's there. <laughs> Yeah, but every episode we watch with Anne is closer to there being no more Anne episodes. That's true. <laughs> it's closer to the return of Amanda. Um, she's also like saying things like a baseball from 1927. How do we know? Because it's written on there. This is 1927. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you need, you really do need notes like that if you're an immortal, because like yeah, when did this happen? I don't remember. You got you got hoarded up all kinds of shit from so yeah. many so many years. Um, and then we get the, I believe this is the final flashback of uh, uh, Sarah, which we just go from her amazing portrait. I will say I really like that painting of her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, into the flashback of her with her new family and her child. Yeah. <laughs> Living a happy life. So Without it's been Connor. years since Connor's even tried to contact her. Yeah. And then he's he's like all upset that she has a fucking family. And I'm like, well, you could have like found her pretty much immediately after and you did not. <laughs> yeah. And said, um, I'm not dead. <laughs> her new husband also creepy face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She likes creep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she really does like a creep. She's got a type, and that type is creepy. Yeah. Creeps and peeps. Um, I guess Connor and what's her face are flirting. I don't know. Oh no, we do get another flashback. <laughs> Which is her throwing the hilt of the sword to him and it oh, yeah. flying into a flashback. Oh, yeah. That was great. yeah. <laughs> flashback to the first movie. Oh, I love it's oh. carried on from the show that we just get wacky flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Um, and then we get Connor. Is this when he's decided to go back to wherever? <laughs> yeah, he goes back to Scotland. To Scotland, yeah. He goes back to the Highlands. Gotta get that uh, Highland to... into the Highlander franchise again. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he. She threw that sword hilt so far, so hard that not only did it 
<laughs> send us into a flashback and send Connor all the way to the Highlands. Yeah, it's like Thor's hammer, you know, when he holds uh, onto it yes. and it, like, travels a long way. Yep, that's exactly I, what I happened. I grabbed the hilt of my sword and then I turned into a bird and flew far, far <laughs> away. <laughs> Um, she is like scrunchy city, by the way. This, this <laughs> actress, <laughs> she's wearing a high pony with a scrunchie, and I'm like, I'm kind of living for it. I was like, I kind of want that. City in the 90s, Tammy. Did yeah, you, absolutely. Did you stay in scrunchy city? Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. And and like that shot of her with like that mid high pony with the scrunchie, I was like. I need to code. do that where, again. Where is that? Wow. Oh, that was at one hour. Uh, let's see. Six thirty. Probably thirty-five. Um. Oh no, because he's still in Highland. So was it right before? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to see where she throws that sword <laughs> back in time. Um. It's got to be in. Sorry. It was like really a split second because she just, they show her looking at a computer real quick and then they go back. Okay, 640. Sorry, sorry, 640. Um, yeah. 645 is is the whole look. Ah. (laughs) Um, but it really was like, oh, I remember that look. Yeah. And scrunchies are much better for your hair than rubber bands, so. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure they're back. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely back, but this specific look I don't think is back, but I'd like to bring it back. I love it (laughs) so much. (laughs) This might be her best look. Yeah. Although, she is now also wearing either another sleeveless shirt or vest, not sure. And it looks like it's a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what this fabric is that it's she's got going on. I didn't say it was a great look. I just said it may no, be her no, best. No, no, no. For her, it's it's her best look, for sure. Yeah. I So, um, he, yeah, he, he goes back to the Highlands. She goes back... Okay. <laughs> Does she go back to Japan to be on this computer? Where else? I, I mean, know. I don't think this was... This wasn't a time where you're carrying a whole computer that's, around with I, you. I, so. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm pretty sure she flew back to Japan. Yeah. You had to look up his information to find out... Oh. Where in Scotland he would be, and then (laughs) flies to Scotland. (laughs) Like, she she definitely has some fucking money because this is wild. Yeah. She had to have gone back to Japan because what she picks up there is the. That's right. um, she yeah. goes and brings him, like, she flies to the Highlands, obviously, after this, but she brings him that bar of steel to yeah. make the, the sword. Oh, yeah. So it's she had, little, so she has flown back to Japan and is stalking Connor. <laughs> we didn't wow. mention that at the start where the sorcerer is doing his um, forging. Yeah. It looked like he was making a little uh, ice cream bar. Yeah. That's how it starts. Yeah. That's how it yeah. starts. Yeah, start it. Um, but yeah, meanwhile, like, Connor is like, he's gone back to the Highlands. He's found the the remnants of his tall skinny castle yeah yeah he, he finds heather's grave yeah oh heather we and then heather for a split his, second. his partners yeah. yeah like he he will never do better than heather no. that's for fucking sure never he'll never do better than that tall skinny castle <laughs> i don't know i really like yeah. his new york art studio part yeah that, that so. new york place is pretty fucking rad <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's not a castle sure but anyway so he finds his forging equipment that he buried yeah <laughs> I don't know what this was. Why did he bury it? I mean, uh, I don't know. But he's, a, he's a terrible forger, so he's trying to make a sword. It's not good. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, but don't forget, Kane is also around. Kane finds what does he find in Connor's place? 
The littlest tiny crystal pineapple. (laughs) Oh, the crystal pineapple, that's right. He finds like a Fabergé egg and pulls like a crystal crystal pineapple out of it. It was adorable. No. Um, And while he's there, he learns about little John because he sees that headshot. And at first he doesn't think much of it because he's like, oh, he just has a kid's headshot. That's weird. Was this like celebrity? (laughs) And then... And then uh, there's a phone call from John, a voicemail that says, Hey, Dad, did you forget I exist? <laughs> hey, Dad, you said you were going to call, but you haven't. So I was just going to call you. Um, Where are uh, you? Just kind of weird that, like, you know, you've been raising me for, you know, I don't know, the last, uh, you know, eight years or so. And then, you know, you just kind of left town and didn't say anything and haven't called. And I, I you know, I, I just want to let you know, I, I booked the Tide commercial. Um, and also they want me for mickey mouse club so i gotta audition next week (laughs) bye um the other thing that uh kane takes is all of the cigars yeah yeah it's very funny i like that he snatches the cigars yeah um so then we go back to um why can i just never i just never want to remember alex's name uh again big scrunchy big pony uh she's <laughs> she has flown to the highlands of scotland i mean the the miles she's picking up yeah um and brings him the nakano's iron and he's like very excited and now she spends days watching him forge <laughs> yeah and then he waves his sword around on a mountain. Yeah. And this is this where we get Lorraine and McKenna for the first time? Yes. Yep. And I was like, why do we not have Queen? Yeah. Right, come on. Um, but he's excited because now he can make a proper sword. I don't know how many days this is that she's got to like sit there and just fucking watch him forge this sword. Yeah. <laughs> where are she's they just sleeping? Hanging around. Like- yeah, I don't know. And he's, like, going... I guess he's, like, got a workout regimen. He's swinging the sword around. He's rowing boats. <laughs> I wanted to see him running along the bottom of the lake again. Oh, my God. Okay, the kid. Um, So, uh, this actor playing... Baby John. Uh, yeah, little baby John. Um, you know where you've definitely seen him before is no. the in concert production of Les Mis. <gasps> He's um little kid. Gavroche? Oh. Yes. oh, brilliant. How many goes to show what little people can do? Oh. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> little Gavroche. Oh, he did book something. Good for him. Yeah, that's <laughs> he, this he he has two credits on IMDb. Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Um, all right, we get like too many scenes of of Connor working out and whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, we don't. It's uh, it's not like watching Dunkirk. It's not not anything like it. Plus, yeah, and I mean, not that I want him with any less clothes on, but he's far too clothed to be working out the way he's working out. He's got to <laughs> smell to high heaven. Oh, did you say <laughs> like, you want less clothes? Because guess what, we got I next. Know. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, because okay, so we get the scene where she reveals that she's figured out he's immortal. Thank God he didn't have to kill himself in front of her to- oh good yeah. i was uh, i i just i was about to break out my eight millimeter and shoot myself in this skull no i don't have to it's a thing we do yeah can't i i mean i do wish we could get that in the show where these people just figure it out because like they gotta stop killing themselves yeah yeah <laughs> so we get i mean as you can imagine a very awkward sex scene 
Oh, it's, yeah. That wow. goes on Not far sexy too at all. long. Nope. And it's like a two-parter of a sex scene. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a sex scene with all the undergarments on and then a sex scene without them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Why? <laughs> Yeah, not, not, not good. Yeah, and yeah, she's definitely no body double because uh, she, mm-hmm. we are seeing all of her. Yeah, yeah. Um, This sex scene, by the way, goes on for one minute and 30 seconds. Oh, it felt like it. Um, <laughs> no dosy doing in this scene. <laughs> That's the last scene we had that lasted yeah. that long. Was some square dancing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's more her. We thankfully get yeah, more of yeah, her yeah. than him. So, um, but honestly, I didn't need that much of her either. <laughs> it was just too much. It was like, because I knew who it was with, I'm like, this is not, this is not hot. <laughs> um, and she clearly is doing all the work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, and then we go to a, a Scottish pub where I'm sure this is what it's like if anyone went to a Scottish pub. This is what English pubs are like as well. We're all dancing around and having a good time. Oh, I've heard. It's like, <laughs> it's like, is this a Scottish pub like an Epcot? Like, what is this? Um, uh, so while he's at the Scottish pub, he gets a phone call from his friend, uh, G- was a Jack, who he left little John with. Yeah, and he's like, hey. Yeah. And, what the fuck, uh, dude? <laughs> and Jack has sent little John to New York because, uh, what's his face? Uh, Kane has called and pretended to be, uh, Connor and <laughs> had told him to send John. Yeah. So I'm not actually sure why Jack called Scotland if he just sent John I assume to that, New York. I assume that Connor called to try to finally make his phone call to his son and yeah. it was like just like left a message hey i'm in scotland call me here yeah i guess mm-hmm. um so connor decides obviously he needs to leave immediately go to new york because he knows what's going on there and uh they miss each other in the airport because kane pretends to be connor and takes john like all of these convenient flights because yeah like john was already on a plane to new york yeah from marrakesh then connor finds out about this in scotland at night seemingly and is able to get a plane to new york or may- maybe he just grabbed the uh, um sword handle and flew back <laughs> <laughs> yep that's how it works. Like, all of the travel that's happening in this movie is insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I love a couple things about Kane. I love how quickly he has acclimated to current times. Oh yeah, yeah. And straight away, even more than Connor, who's been around ever. Yeah, the uh, the quickest act. You know, because the only other person I would say that would be in a similar situation, meaning they've been away forever and then had to acclimate, was that uh, Egyptian princess lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, she did not acclimate as quickly, but she Never did. Cared. She was a fighter, so who cares? She was great. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, Kane acclimated immediately. And then also, he has learned about how to use his sorcerer powers very quickly as well. Yeah. Um, and I like that because in a movie, we don't need to know the whole backstory or watch no, like we don't want to watch like a no. fish out of water thing it's... yeah no no it's so much more fun to know he's like in whatever way he's that smart that he just picked everything up really quick and it's great yeah. um so yeah so he pretends to be connor and goes picks up john i don't, and... I don't know if we're meant to think like oh how how can john not know that it's not connor because he's acting so creepy but 
I mean, that's how. Yeah. All yeah. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. It's me, your father. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't say much. I mean, he just picks him up, right? So. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I think he does speak real... as well. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't yeah, say yeah. like a whole lot, like where it's gonna yeah. give him away. Um, but Connor, the real Connor, sees this and like goes nutso and is like jumping over everything to get to his son and of course that's gonna go over like fucking well mm-hmm. um, I mean this is pre 9-11 but still yeah there there was some security at airports <laughs> um, and so he's taken down uh, I love that Kane as Connor calls him a little brat <laughs> It's great. It's great. And right before he gets in the uh, car, he changes back into Kane, is super excited about what he's just done, and drives away. Right into Kooky Town. Right into Toonville, USA. Right into the best part of the movie. Uh, Second best best part. How How much of this was just him like sorcering it up and how much of this was him just driving like a crazy person like i don't know what's no, i don't know yeah i i which i guess is fine and kind of adds to the like fear factor of this part of the movie yeah i mean because I'm, obviously we're, we're trying to redo the thing with the uh, kurgan of driving course, of course mm-hmm. but now we have magics involved so exactly uh but it's great i love like when he takes the steering wheel off oh so good here you yeah. take the wheel so good because he's just doing um, freddy krueger shit like yeah just, it is hey i got the wheel you take the wheel oh you don't want it oh yeah 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 he pretends like he's gonna drive into a plane he pretends he's driving into a wall the whole car is on fire like there's all these things i mean and some of it clearly like we're able to see when it's sorcery work versus like him driving but some of it i'm like i'm not sure yeah i don't yeah yeah it seems like uh, which the car is great is damaged yeah yeah and I think that that's fun. Also, he's immortal. So even if it got in a car accident, he doesn't care. Yeah. So, I mean, which is like, that was a whole thing with Kirkin too, right? Like, it just, it doesn't matter. Um, They <laughs> have arrested Connor, who's just trying to be like, he's still my son. <laughs> it's like, who cares? Um, And they don't keep him, which again, he's under investigation. <laughs> Listen, he's just wanted for investigation for a murder or two or three or four, yeah. five or six. Um. And he's back home and he's being a sad sack with uh, Alex. And for a minute, I actually thought, like, are they going to have another sex scene? Like, what the fuck? Seriously. (laughs) But he gives her a ring just like he had given Sarah way back when. You guys barely know each other. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah, but he barely knew so much like Sarah, Sarah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he gets called. P.S. To... I forgot to tell you, I have a kid. He <laughs> just got kidnapped. It's kind and of I a thing. And I also have another kid who is an old lady called Rachel. <laughs> um. So he meets Kane in an old church, and uh, and then obviously they can't fight there, so he follows him to an abandoned power plant for their final battle. He he follows him all the way to Terminator Two Land. Yes. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Like, I mean, clearly, you know, Terminator 2 came out in 91, biggest yeah. action movie in the world. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're just going to copy that. But the fact that this guy can shapeshift, he can pretend to be other people. Yeah. Like, the kid's called John. The kid's called John. We are definitely, I believe it is the same. Fa- it looks like the exact same factory. The same yeah. lighting as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's somewhere where you can look up, like, what where this is and then the movie uh, sure. Terminator 2 as well. Um, so... He goes over there to fight him. 
I mean, it's so fucking ridiculous. Like, it's literally the same. It's so good. The bit where it turns into Onward was my favorite. You've seen Onward, Tammy. Oh, yes. His legs, yeah, yeah. like, run away. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Oh, yeah. Now, that's the best part of the fucking movie. That's <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Like, that is the greatest. Like, like Connor cuts him in half and his legs keep running. And then he's got to pull himself along yeah. to catch up with his legs. It's... Yeah. It's kooky cartoon shit, and it's all of that. Is Literally, the best a stuff. cartoon called yeah. Onward did that. Yeah. <laughs> so good, I love it. Um, we also have where Kane pretends to be uh, Alex, and um, Connor like goes ahead and like stabs her, which is great. Yeah. We called it straight um, away. Cause, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's of course. Terminator 2. But it would have um, been hilarious if it really was her. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh no. no. I've stabbed so many girlfriends this way. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not stabbing my girlfriends, I'm stabbing myself in front of them. <laughs> See, because here's the thing, you too. You don't that... mind if I take the ring back, do you? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's, that's a good thing of what, you know, we didn't get the buzz because, like, in... Oh, yeah. In the show, he would have felt that that wasn't mm. her, you know. Yeah. And so, in this movie, we're clearly supposed to not. Well, but the buzz doesn't know. necessarily let you know where they are. He would just know that there's yeah. an immortal in the room. So maybe mm. not. Well, I don't know. They they've now recently been trying to say like, oh, they feel when they're closer. So yeah, when I they're, don't know. I, but I think it's just like with when you're in the general area, you feel the buzz. But I don't think it's directional. So it's I like, don't know. We'll, if you're in the we'll same see room, how the show continues buzz, to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, for the most part, I mean, uh, obviously him cutting him in half is the most fun piece, but it's a pretty brutal fight scene outside of that as well. Yeah. yeah. I like this fight scene. The decapitation's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the cat. I was shocked at how many times he had to like strike his neck to decapitate him. Yeah. Um, and we do get a bit of a wobbly head. Oh, the wobbly head was so good. I love yeah. that. Wobble, The whole body just kind of pulsates a little bit, too. It's good. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then Connor flies up into the sky a little bit, and pretty much the entire factory starts burning and catching on fire with quickening. Mm-hmm. Um, and R.I.P. Little John. <laughs> yeah, Little John, no way he survives this. Uh, it should, certainly should have gotten at least some severe burns. <laughs> Well, Sorry, I wonder I'm just if like we're going to see Little John in any of the other films. Dad, Dad, I'm okay, but um, can we do something about these scars? Because I got my Mickey Mouse Club audition next week, and I can't <laughs> have this burn. I've got third-degree burns of it. Oh, we look at him, body. and he like he turns toward the camera, and half of his face is burned off. Dad, oh. is everything? I can't see out of one eye. Oh no! no. <laughs> Dad, do you think I'll be able to see in time for my audition? Oh, awkward. <laughs> Ooh, we're gonna have to get new headshots. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get you in some uh, uh, special TV movies, like uh, Burn Boy the movie, <laughs> or uh, our uh, After School Special. What happens when you drive dangerously? <laughs> Freddy Krueger Jr. <laughs> Little Freddy. <laughs> Well, oh, no, Freddy. Um, but for me, this quickening went on far too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it does. Yeah. It was... And there was no exploding birds. Yeah, no, no exploding birds. No paper just flying randomly out of nowhere. Mm-mm. No exploding paint cans. <laughs> no, no dead people coming no dead down people from the sky. <laughs> no animated like goblin things flying around. Uh. No, no water coming up behind you like your little mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just saying, no the show cells exploding. God. <laughs> the show has set the bar high. Yeah, love it. Um, he did fl- levitate very high. Though, oh yeah, yeah, he did. Um, yeah, no clue why this kid is alive. There's no reason for this kid to be alive. It's so that they can hop on a plane, go back to Scotland, <laughs> and go on a road trip together. Yep. It's fucking stupid. Now Cole's um, turned up and said, hey, I forgot to tell you I have a son. Now he's your son, too. <laughs> yeah, also, I had a wife forever ago, and I've got to go light a candle for her because I told her I wouldn't, and I never did. <laughs> yeah, suddenly remembers. Uh, She's probably like, fuck you, too. Like, they could have, and maybe this is what they were going for, but, like, they could have done something where, like, he's going back to his roots. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. and I I think maybe that's partially what they were going for, which, I I mean, I like that idea of, like, Connor going back, quote-unquote, home, but I I just think... I think we're dealing with Christopher Lambert, and it's asking a lot for him to show a lot of emotion. What if he was like, hey, this is where I I lived because I'm Scottish. And she's like, wait, you're Scottish? I have no clue. Um, so that's the movie. Well, at the very end of the movie, um, we see the McLeod sword, um, in the ground, and then it does, like, a- a, it, like, glows? I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? I'll come back for the next movie. I guess. Nothing. It's supposed to mean nothing. Like, literally fucking nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, where is Queen? Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be found. Um, alright. Best dress, worst dress. I'm going to say oh. best dressed uh, my man with his double uh, nipple piercings because um, <laughs> I like it. That's not clothing. Um. Uh, he's got nipple piercings on his clothing, Brad. Yeah, his, oh, okay. his armor is pierced. He's got, his his <laughs> nips true. are pierced and his armor nips are pierced. And I, I admire but his, his, his His regular nipple piercings yeah. do not count, yeah, but yeah. the no, no, armor no. nipple piercings do. I'm talking about do. his armor nips. Okay. I don't know about that being best dress. But, I this, but you know I liked what? his look. There's so few things in this movie that could be considered best dress. I mean, his like, Matrix look is pretty cool. Yeah, I like yeah, his Matrix cool. look with the little the little glasses. I yeah. would go with any of his looks because I love him. He's great. <laughs> uh, worst dress. What? What? Connor or uh, Connor? Sarah, Alex. Also lo- Sarah also looks yeah. good. Just period costume. Oh yeah, oh, Sarah yeah, did yeah, look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any Connor worst dress. Anything he's wearing. Don't care what. Everything. I actually hate his first look while riding the horse the worst because yeah. I'm like, why are you wearing jeans? It's what about so his weird stupid. little like like hood hood thing? Oh, the, the fur hoodie thing. Mm. That's yeah. just funny to me, if anything. <laughs> it's bad, but it's like, why did they do this? Uh, yeah. I'm watching him walk out with it right now, and I just, I don't get it. <laughs> so many bad looks. Yeah. Brad, does any of them stick out to you? I mean, I I think his fucking, like, casual, like, uh, before he, like, before he goes back to New York, where he's still in Marrakesh, I think that's the worst, because it's so just, like, it's so, like, not giving a fuck. And it all makes me, also makes me wonder, is that the reason, because Duncan's been wearing the same kind of shit in some of these episodes. And I'm like, wait, are they just trying to make Duncan and Connor dress alike? Or is this just what people were wearing in 1994? I think this was just a 90s thing, to be honest. I really do. Yeah. It's such a bad look. I mean, because, and we also, uh, 
we don't talk about it, but Connor at one point also wears denim on denim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, the Seinfeld jeans and the white sneakers and yeah. that slouchy, gross, like, top. Mm. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I think any of the Marrakesh looks are terrible. Yeah. Um, who won and who lost? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Oh. <sighs> Alex John is lost. now... John lost, because he's horribly scarred. John lost, yeah. And yeah. he's got yeah. PTSD, and he's going to miss his commercial audition. Yeah, um, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, John lost. I mean, did Alex win? She wanted to be with Connor, and now she's with Connor forever. Because she didn't know <laughs> that he has a son, or that he's... They yeah, didn't discuss true. the relationship before, uh, which I feel Connor is Connor win, then? Yeah, Connor won. Oh, yeah. Connor, yeah, okay. Connor won. Yeah. All right. Because I feel like you don't get into... You don't start a relationship. I know he did with, like they do with all the women and then they tell them later but you have to be like upfront. I know she knows he's like super old and stuff but you have to be like no I can't have kids and mm. I'm gonna stay young and you're gonna get old this is what we're getting into but he hasn't told her any of that and I, 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 I'll say I think uh, I think she's a huge upgrade on Born Brenda oh, oh yeah 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 like yeah Born Brenda yeah, we're in bland, Brenda. All right. <laughs> well, that was the movie. We did it. Yes. None of us had seen it. We've yeah. all seen it now. <laughs> and now we get to go back to the show forever until it ends, and then we watch two more movies. We have all the movies. <laughs> and then we'll have will be our next the, movie. The Henry Cavill movie at some point, if they make it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, guys, you want to tell me what episode of the show we yes. are watching next? I would love to. Oh my god. Um, oh. The next episode is called Shadows. Uh, Duncan oh. is having nightmares and hallucinations of fighting against a shadowy figure wearing a dark hooded robe. When he meets an old immortal friend, John Garrick, at Garrick's art show, he discovers Garrick <laughs> had the same hallucination and wants to know why Duncan Ugh. has no medical history. <laughs> <laughs> Will Duncan gain control of his mind, or is there something more to the problem? <gasps> oh, I read a spoiler in mine. Did um, you? Oh, I will not okay. read it. I will not read it because it's the guy who plays John Garrick is called Garwin Sanford. What a name! Hmm. Um, mine starts off. Uh, McLeod is tormented by visions of his own death, beheaded by a mysterious dark hooded figure, and tries to convince him to seek medical help. But instead, he turns <laughs> to his old friend Garrick, who has spent centuries studying the mind. Oh my I'll stop God. there. I, I also want to imagine it's Garrick from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Because that's yeah. more fun. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I I am excited about Anne being like, why don't you have hey. history? <laughs> <laughs> I need Anne to get so frustrated and overwhelmed with all the mysteries that is Duncan that she fucking leaves. That's yeah. what I need to happen. So if this will help move that along then good 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 wow so that's episode nine how many episodes we got 22 okay so we're almost halfway through yeah cool 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 all right well uh anything else guys this movie episode no i i hope we have more fun villains in the future movies (sighs) 
yeah, I mean, at least, at least we'll know, like, they will have, well, I guess they don't have to do anything, but maybe they will try and incorporate the TV show yeah. mythology a little bit into the movies if we're going to bring Duncan into the movies. I want, I want more fun actors playing the villains. Like, I want yeah. John Lithgow to be the next Evil and War. <laughs> <laughs> Because that would be a delight. Oh, yeah. And then Lance yeah. Henriksen, please. Oh, Lance Henriksen should be a watcher. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. he's not. He, I, I can't see him as an immortal. Okay, he could be a watcher. Gone yeah. rogue. Yeah. Like maybe. Morton. Okay. Okay. Here's what Lance Henriksen does. Here's what the dragon does. <laughs> he's an ex-watcher who's going after the hunters. Oh yeah. Awesome. That way we can like get that faction done and over yeah. with and never speak of them again. I mean, aren't, didn't we? Aren't they gone? Do, are there more? I have no clue. I feel I'm like sure if they wanted back. to, they could bring them back because yeah, because yeah, just it was just what's his face really that's gone. So, but they made it seem like he still had followers and people that were into being hunters. Yeah, so. true. Um. All right, guys. Well, then that's it for this episode. I have uh, to go and out. chase a fox out of my garden. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> That's not a euphemism. No. All right. <laughs> We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at notquitescott on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321 710 4947. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. Torn apart in the words of all.
Believe in the good in man. 